0: Now I I no I can't remember that thing I said about how my headphones clamp on the Metroid's jelly. That moment's gone, unrecorded, never to be heard again. What the is going on down there? T T. The It's episode 386, which means that we are the second computer I had in my life. Uh, Hi, everyone. It's WTFATFW. I'm Vangelis, and I'm joined by Aaron. 386 was my fourth computer? I'm saying second because I remember we had a 286 and a 386. We did have something before that, but I don't remember what it was, and I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with it, so I'm not sure if it counts. Okay. Uh, 386 was our second built computer. What I remember—that's where we is that played. Still, the uh, time
1: of the turbo button.
0: I don't remember. All I know is that there were lots of ribbons inside, and that's mm-hmm. where we played the first half of all the Wing Commanders and Quest games, and the 486 was the second half of all that. No, I remember. I think it was the 286 that we had had a turbo button.
1: I do remember that the turbo button the, that would change the clock speed because you had certain games and programs that ran on clock speed cycle, not uh, on like an actual timer.
0: I remember pushing that button a lot and not understanding why I couldn't see anything happening.
1: That's because it was some it was software that was smart and was like, no, we'll just use like real time, not 4000 clock cycles.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, TJ Omega, where's your turbo button?
2: Um, I don't have one. I recall having a computer with a turbo button.
0: But yeah. I, started,
2: I started my computing life with an Apple.
0: I don't remember if my first computer was an Apple or just a very simple PC. I really don't.
2: It had a Black Cat game on it. No, that one had a DOS
0: shell, so it was something else. I ah. just
2: remember my aunt giving me this old computer from her old work where it's just black and white monitor, one brick piece monitor, little disk drive built in.
0: Yeah, we had one of those like all-in-one brick things with the monochrome display, or it had like maybe eight-color display. I remember I wrote a biography about myself when I was like six on it, and then and my dad erased it by accident, and I was real bummed out, and I never rewrote it because I <laughs> put so much effort into it already. Rewrite it again, but only for the first six years of your life. It was uh, There were lies in it. I was like, I like soccer, but that's only because I had gone to a soccer camp, which I actually didn't like, but I was counting it among my likes. Um, I never liked soccer. It's too much finesse, not enough punting. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Hi, we're going to talk about Transformers. Uh, We've got some comic news to talk about. Usually we don't cover a lot of the comic news because usually it's just solicits for future issues and I personally don't like to read a lot of those because I like to just go into the issues real fresh, read them, enjoy them. I have have my way of enjoying them that doesn't involve a whole lot of podcasting or even like talking about them all that much. (laughs) Um, But this is a new title and this is not just for Transformers. It's just a, a Transformers news blurb attached to it. Uh, IDW is going to be doing a series of one shots called deviations, which is basically IDW doing what if, but with their properties. Um, and I, I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking right now, it's just a fi- yeah it's a five week event. I really hope that there's more to it than what these five issues or four issues are. It would be great if this could actually just be an ongoing thing, because I always loved like the heyday of what if. But uh, for Ghostbusters, it'll be in a world where the Ghostbusters never cross streams, G.I. Joe, in a world where Cobra turns the table on G.I. Joe, Uh, Ninja Turtles, in a world where Shredder leads the Turtles, and for Transformers, in a world where Optimus Prime never died, and that is happening in specifically the world of the 86 movie, uh, as has been uh, pointed out and cleared up by some of the art revealed and and whatnot. Um, So kind of just sticking to the Transformer side for now. Uh, Like, you know, this is not the most interesting story in the world. It's clearly designed to catch the eye of people who are not already hardcore into their Transformers books. Because the first thing any random Joe Public will say is, like, I remember the movie. It sucked when Optimus died. So having your first what if be like, what if Optimus didn't die? That'll get tons of attention. Um, For me, the biggest part of this is the artwork. um, Because Priscilla Tramontano is doing the artwork and Prip's art is friggin' cool. So it's it's really neat that there's going to be a whole big book of it and it's it's going to be hopefully silly 86 movie stuff. Um so I I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to messing around with that book when it comes out, but uh it, coming out in March, by the way. Aaron, um how do you feel about uh Deviations uh doing this for its Transformers segment? Um I think that's neat. I hope it
1: I hope it's a standalone thing. It's a standalone, yeah kind of well no what i'm saying is um i wasn't sure by the art like the one cover that they showed where that looked a whole lot like well i guess that the i'm i'm saying the the cup hot rod art looked i guess cup kind of looked more um of the idw comicsy than the movie
0: oh no he's no he looks pretty movie he's cuz idw does, one yeah. has has sunken cheeks and a yeah, cigar
1: you're right I guess I was looking at the thumbnail on my phone. We're looking at it now. The big picture it looks completely different. <laughs> so that's my concern was that this was going to be like a time hop style or a, a dimension hop style thing. Oh, got <laughs> Where.
2: All right. Where the Knights the, of Cybertron are the junkions.
1: Right. Well, no, where, where I'm saying like Darren, and, you know, the the guys on the Lost Light end up falling through a dimensional rift and change the other worlds that we know. Right type thing and that can be good and can be cheesy I don't um, think I don't think they're, they're uh, doing that
0: a bit much with the um, Star Trek book right now I need to check that out um, I, I honestly actually would love to check <laughs> out more of IDW stuff because well, my understanding is at worst it's like kind of entertaining but like they, yeah. they are doing generally IDW is doing way better with licensed comics than like anyone has in a long time yeah um, like I mean collectively yeah, the the Star Trek
1: books are good when they're not, because they just did a mirror universe thing. Yeah, uh, they just wrapped up and they did a a um, Green Lantern crossover of all the silly things.
0: Well, you know what? Why not? Right? Like we've <laughs> when, and, you got to have Star Trek crossover with space faring superheroes because it's 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 yeah, easy. <laughs> but it was something that was like okay, but like.
1: Is this a one-shot thing because it ends up with like the Green Lantern Corps and some of the other lanterns becoming a part of the Federation and blah, blah, blah. And it's like (laughs) this universe is messed up enough that I'm like I don't want to see just some like green dude flying around in the back of these comics because this is real or they never really say
0: like, hey, this is kind of a spinoff
1: for funsies thing. But if this is just totally for funsies, that's great.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Deviations, it sounds like, is all just one-offs. And it's with four of IDW's, like, best-handled licenses. I mean, I my understanding is they've been doing good with G.I. Joe for the most part. I haven't kept up with their G.I. Joe stuff. But uh, their Ghostbusters books have been amazing. Ninja Turtles
2: has been, I think, their best work uh, at that mm-hmm. company. Um, yeah, they just started doing the Ninja Turtle-Batman crossover that a friend of mine said so was really good. I'm yeah, so excited about that. I picked up the that. first one
0: of that, too, and,
2: and read it. And that wasn't, that wasn't bad. Because that one is based on
0: the precedent set by the Ghostbusters crossover, which is canonical to both series. Right. And
1: Uh, that, that was kind of where my concern was opening up of, like, is this... Because in the Turtles book, they've not had any discussion of them dropping out for Batman. But they did for
0: Ghostbusters. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes. But I, I have so much confidence in crossovers involving IDW handled properties right now. They they just I think they really get it even when they do their event like, you know, their Transformers books have been. I I want to say that's where IDW has been doing events for the most part, you know, the quote unquote events and like Dark, Dark Cybertron and Combiner Wars were not great, but Combiner Wars was pointedly better than Dark Cybertron. Um, I feel like they're, I don't know, is getting a real good handle on how to use all their stuff. Like, I, I feel like they have a lot of control over what they're doing. Um, so this deviations thing, the only problem I have with it is actually just calling it deviations. I think that's kind of a, it's not like a bad name, it's just is a real forgettable title, and it also is what anything submitted on DeviantArt is called. I don't know if that was intentional or not, <laughs> but it, it, it somehow adds this, like, real fanfic air to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I can't think of a better title, either. Um, TJ, just about the Transformers book first.
2: Um, mm. Are you thinking of uh, checking this one out? I actually am. Just because... Well, just for the starters, you're coming up with a Transformer universe where the whole point is Optimus Prime not dying, which is already a novelty. So, And it, in this case... This is one that might be a little bit interesting. Okay, what if the Matrix never had to pass? What if, you know, Hot Rod never got to touch it and the Chosen One thing happened? Uh, I'm curious how else it affects things. Mm -hmm. Because if the Decepticon story plays out the same way, it feels like it could be very much the same story. If not, if, like, Megatron dies before he ever gets to Unicron or gets, like, taken in by the Autobots instead as a prisoner... It could be an extremely different story.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, my prediction, I don't usually predict, but just, like, it's such a, it's such a small pool to play with, really, of what they're interacting with. Mm-hmm. It feels mm. like the two obvious things to happen is someone else gets in contact with Unicron, and then I bet you Optimus Prime kills himself to stop Unicron for some reason, somehow. This <laughs> is what I'm expecting.
2: But it says Optimus Prime doesn't die. So if he doesn't, doesn't die, he... Die.
0: Well, no, he he doesn't, doesn't die, he just sacrifices he himself. Doesn't, he
1: doesn't die. But, hmm, something feels wrong. What is this? Because it's a
0: Wednesday? No. Oh, wait, I'm not dead. Hold on. He doesn't <laughs> die at point X. He dies at point Y. So
2: even in a book where it says Optimus Prime doesn't die, he still dies.
0: Because he always must die, yes. <laughs> Except in IDW, actually. Except in IDW. Well, the name died. Um, But not anymore. They, uh, they brought it back. Well, better. that's what
2: else happens with Optimus Prime.
0: Yeah, where Optimus Prime never dies, I see the name Optimus Prime. I'm Orion Pax, and then he gets shot in the head, and that's the whole book. Um, I just caught because uh, I was wondering. They, they said it's a five-part thing, and I was like, "Well, what's part five? Our front page actually left off the fifth one. Um, the fifth uh deviation is going to be the X Files in a world where young Fox Mulder was abducted by aliens. So instead uh,
1: of his sister,
0: yeah. So, I don't know enough about X-Files to know, like, aside from what you just said, uh, to know how much that would change things. But that
1: but Fox Mulder's sister being abducted is his whole reason for being into the paranormal and all that stuff.
0: So, my question is, does this just mean his sister assumes his role literally, or... It's just a whole gender swap across the whole thing. Because that would be kind of boring, and I, I expect better than that, so it probably won't just be that, but I... My lack of knowledge of the x files outside of watching a handful of episodes is preventing me from knowing what to, what to expect from that one um but yeah i'm uh, I'm excited about about this also It just seems like it's a neat experiment i I really liked the infestation experiment they did some years back um because it was short and it touched on everything and it just seemed like a real fun goofy way to spend you know a month and a bit um and there's, there's a few interviews out, you know, uh, Chris Ryle was asked, of course, like what his favorite What If comics are, since this is what that's based on. There's also uh, an interview with the creative team of the Transformers book specifically um, mm-hmm. over on Newsrama. So check those out uh, if you want to know more. Um, I took a look at them and then I was like, I don't want to know too much, especially for a one-off book, because it's just going to be the one like I kind of want to go in, you know, fresh. But... Uh, knowing who's on the art, especially, for the Transformers one, like, that's pretty exciting. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that in March. Um, Let's do some new picture picks. Let's open up with mine, because mine's based... So, last week, the day before these pictures were revealed, my new picture pick was that teeny-tiny picture of Unite Warriors Galvatron. And we spent a while, me and Seth, having a uh, sealed envelope conversation about it, you know, to show off how smart we were when... All of our speculation was nullified less than 24 hours later. In fact, I believe it was less than 12 hours later that it was nullified, because Grand Galvatron was revealed. So, when I joked, hey, wouldn't it be neat if that Starscream arm was translucent and actually Starscream's ghost? Hey, guys, guess what? It's actually translucent and Starscream's ghost. Look at that. I guess I'm Nostradamus. Uh, And that really was Armada Thrust on the other arm. Uh, I'm not going to delve into that too much. I'm going to dial back and just do the rundown. So it's another box set. It's Takara Tomi Mall exclusive. Uh, Cyclonus is a lot closer to his animation movie colors, and he's all metallic. Uh, he's called Tactician Cyclonus. Starscream called Ghost Starscream. There is Curse Armada Thrust. Then the legs we're all wondering about, one of them is Zombie War Breakdown. Uh, and it's not Zombie War Breakdown, but in Japan, Breakdown was called War Breakdown. So that was a bit of a bummer, because Zombie War Breakdown would have been even cooler. The other one is Wandering Roller, who is based on IDW roller, which turned a whole lot of heads. Uh, James Roberts, after much questioning, and I didn't send him a message, but I was wondering if someone at Takaratomi maybe had read a head or something somehow, what mm-hmm. with them all working on the property. James Roberts said there's no way anyone would know what would it would know anything about roller except for him and maybe an artist. So wandering roller is something he had no idea about until people tweeted pictures of it to him. So it's not meant to actually be like canonical or anything. And I'm not upset if it is or it isn't, but it is just what it looks like. It's just a fun tribute. Um, and it's a, it's a cool way to work Rook into unite warriors. So uh, the storyline of this set is also pretty amazing. Uh, Cyclonus possessed by the ghost of of Galvatron uh, has come in contact with Unicron to raise four dead Cybertronian spirits from across the dimensions to form his limbs. And they specifically point out Ghost Starscream has agreed to this, but also wants revenge on Galvatron, who he is the arm of. Armada Thrust has agreed to this, but also secretly wants revenge on Unicron, who has brought him back to life. Uh, Breakdown is cool with all this because now he's alive again and doesn't have a human gooing up his insides but he's pretty sad because he just wants to go home and be with knockout and wandering roller uh, wandered the dimensions abandoned by accident for some indeterminate amount of time and because he was abandoned and he feels that it was on purpose he now harbors an enormous amount of negative grudge energy Uh, so the idea is these are all dead or grudgeful or both uh cybertronians i think this is a really cool set especially because the combined form is uh color referencing toy galvatron um just about everything about it really works for me like you know the cannon placement i wish that it could have gone on the forearm but i'm i don't actually remember if there's a way to feasibly do that um this is the first unite warriors set i might stick with the pre-order for because it's so crazy uh it has such a neat tight little story um and it looks like it fits in really well alongside Grand Scourge. Uh that I really dig it. Uh that's just me though. Um TJ, how you feeling about Grand Galvatron?
2: And I thought the 84 Autobot combiners were weird. Uh this is bizarre. Like in like a there's a cool thing to it where it's just really crazy. And mm-hmm. it's okay, I can't I I, I should expect that of Takara at this point so okay fair game mm-hmm. at the same time there's part of me just, just look what what uh, like you're crossing so many dimensions here to get all of these specifically dead Decepticons together yeah and then one who isn't a Decepticon but he's a, a, apparently uh, grudgeful he's very mad very mad well if you got blown up in episode one and then no one ever heard of you again you would get mad too well, it's um.
0: <laughs> well, actually, <clears throat> it's supposed to be a uh, roller who was uh, abandoned when uh, he was injured in battle. And then everyone else had their minds wiped and set back by like half an hour. And then they had no idea where roller went. And so they just left. <laughs> okay. That's uh, that is actually this is from more than meets the eye. This is li- literally from the comics. uh from about i don't remember how many months ago but it was right it was before the end of season two so hopefully that's not big spoilers because we still don't know what happened with roller and i believe that is still meant to be a story hook so in tribute this is a roller who underwent similar circumstances and so he just wandered the desert getting really mad (laughs) and saying i curse the name of optimus prime and if i ever see one again i'll kill him
2: it is so bizarre like part of me is like I I kind of wish this this had been a little bit meatier, I guess. Cuz like, okay, you take you take a thrust there and that thrust actually kind of works in a weird way. Mm. And it kind of makes me wish like what Okay, it's since it's, it's, it's like based on G1 Galvatron, why can't we like make that more of a like a Energon Galvatron, start going for like a Unicron Trilogy combiner?
0: Well, I think that um yeah, uh, I, I I don't disagree because I like the way this turned out. I think if it was sweeps or if it was, like, Unicron Trilogy, if it was more focused, I might have been even more excited. There's a specific madness to this assembly that makes me still dig it a lot, so I, I'm happy with it. I can't deny, though, that, yeah, if it was Energon, Galvatron, and, you know, Demolisher and, uh, and like, Snowcat were the other two legs, like, that would have really created something. Yeah. but Well, uh,
2: well I understand why, because they're going for... Just straight up repaints of the U.S. exclusive molds. So it's, yeah, it's pan
0: dimensional. Like, uh, yeah, sense. well, they're
2: tr- trying to come up with a theme that uses those molds without having to tweak them or swap new heads on or anything. Oh, so so mm-hmm. you,
0: here's the weird thing, uh, and people, we I agree with the speculation. These were pre-tools, uh, like existing retool heads from the Cads. Like Starscream and Thrust have got a Seeker head and a Cone head head that we've not seen before. Um that's why like that's why Thrust has a mouth rather than like a faceplate is his head probably was just meant to be a generic cone head uh and Starscream's head is uh, definitely new so it seems like in the pre-tool stage Seeker and Conehead combiner limbs were at least planned as a possibility which is super logical because I think that would totally work <laughs> But uh it also means that I really would like to actually see all of that start happening so we can get another glut of seeker and conehead repaints for this generation for this decade not just from the 2000s. Let the plague return. Um but yeah those are, those are new heads. It's crazy. Also, uh sorry, I was just trying to remember the other thing I wanted to bring up with breakdown um there's a real clever thing on him where two different plastic colors are used for his combiner peg, so it blends in even better on his chest in robot mode. See how, like, the top of the peg's blue, but then the bottom yeah. is, like, silver? That's super clever. Uh, also on Ghost Starscream, bright orange combiner peg that kind of looks like his cockpit window in robot mode. Like Again, just very clever use of plastic colors, which I think is partly what justifies some of the cost of this set, like nobody here seems to be sharing colors at all and there's a lot of creative uh use of where stuff was injected um so yeah I'm, I'm I'm kind of digging this aaron how are you feeling about this i i i've
1: had my finger hovered over pre-order two or three times remember there's, there's places just, you can cancel it's just, pri- it's just pricey there's
0: places you can cancel just remember
1: i that. know i know but i'll forget about it and then be going oh crap Okay, now I've got
0: $150 in store credit someplace. Yeah, and, okay. and Cyclonus is, like, covered in paint. I
1: know, I know. Covered. Actually, the one the one that's getting me more is Armada Thrust for some reason. I just like the way that they have him, like, displayed with the swept wings out that really pull off the look of Armada Thrust. Oh, it's very clever. And the chests, too. The chest looks good. Uh, Zombie War Breakdown with the two colors for the peg looks great. Um I don't remember that mold having uh doing the same thing which means no. that they're flipping around some hardware if they can. Um I love the story on on Roller and Thrust and Star Scream and it's all it's good. But I don't I don't I don't need the fourth or fifth copy of some of these molds would be my second one for the work
0: molds, so that wouldn't be tr- no. I can't. The base of the cannon is metallic, and the, the barrel of the cannon is clear orange. I, I know I thought it was going to just be solid orange, but it's clear orange. Jiminy Cricket.
1: Um, this, see, this is something that I I've seen a whole lot of people say this would be a great, like type of thing that would be like a BotCon box set. But you, you know, know what's great is, about this This is though? the right kind of crazy for that sort of thing.
0: Because Takara Tomy Mall is doing it, they're making enough so that it's not going to be 400 bucks. It's going right. to be 150 which that is this is actually the first time where I'm starting to see or not see. I'm starting to agree more with the po- with with the bullet point of like what is threatening Botcon a lot is also that there's just more competition for the kind of stuff it does. Yeah. Uh and this is this is one hundred percent an example of that kind of thing. Like this is a Botcon set. Yeah. But it's being executed at takartomi Mall. It appears to have a bigger budget for stuff like for where it can flex its budget as far as a Botcon set would. In like between the sheer amount of paint, the sheer amount of different plastic colors, it seemed to just ignore the mappings that I thought were in place for those plastic colors. Uh and then keeping the price down to like one fifty, it's like, yeah, that's that is a threat to what a Bakon set tries to offer. Damn it, I sure. pre ordered it.
1: I just pre ordered it. Hey, right I'm now.
0: helping. I'm helping. Jerk. Uh, the one thing Bacon does have is their head sculpts now are coming from a greater variety of very talented <sighs> people. Like, they are working mm. with Four Horsemen on the next yeah. bunch. And I was like, holy crap. Like, that's pretty good. Boss Fight on the last few. Like, they are getting really good head sculpt people in that Takarotomi probably would never get access to. Um, but yeah, like, the effect of the set, it's a very Bokkon esque set at a fraction of the price. And I don't think a Bakon version of this would be able to have the amount of creative color placement that this one's having. Just by the sh- not not that they wouldn't try, but just the reality of what they'd be able to do. Right, it's it's a whole lot easier for Takara themselves to say we're going to switch
1: this and that and that and this, yeah, than than a interested
0: party saying hey hey could you guys uh what would it take to do this. And I'm, I'm fascinated that a Seeker and a Cone head mold, like head mold actually, that those exist for the Combiner Wars aerial bots, because mm-hmm. that to me was like a 2016, 2017 idea that would totally happen down the road. But it was planned for! Damn it! <laughs> uh, and also, if you've seen the photoshops, that Cyclonus torso, when recolored, looks a hell of a lot like King Starscream as well. Like, can you imagine, like, Starscream torso... And then, like, the Seekers and two generics. The repaint police sure can. They're like, you need to stop saying all that out loud right now, sir. So, uh, while I get black bagged and carried away to be read my DMCA rights, um, any other thoughts you guys want to drop on on this set? Like, I'm, I'm also, I have a secret and personal soft spot for this set because every single speculation I had, like, not only came true but turned out better. (laughs) And I never would have expected that at all. Like, I haven't. You didn't listened- expect
1: the crazy story I, for I, uh the roller mold.
0: I didn't expect any. I didn't think that. Was- I didn't know who that was going to be at all. I was just like, well, I guess he's there, so he resembles a G one Galvatron leg. Like that's all I was thinking. Uh, thrust and breakdown. I was like, well, the colors are there, but that's ridiculous. Why would they be there along with G one Starscream? That doesn't make any sense. And then they made it make sense. Uh, one could argue it still doesn't make sense, but no, I, I'm gonna fight you. I think it does make sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's exciting. Anyway, that's my new picture pick that I almost made into its own topic, but I was like, I just I don't want to have to pick out another thing after that. So, uh, Aaron, let's uh, let's ask you what your new picture pick is. Um, the one thing that kind of hit me out of the last week in an odd
1: way was there are now official Transformers flight stands.
0: Yeah, and they're the tracks flight stand.
1: Yeah. I thought it was was interesting that they're actually maybe starting to do something with those mysterious holes that were convenient flight stand and peg spots on characters
0: for the last what, 3 years, 2 years? Yeah, there's a uh, I'm trying to find the the front page thing so I can get to that PDF because they also provided a compatibility list which really laid out the inexplicably weird way that those things were both compatible and incompatible across all kinds of different things um also the the front page picture for it is just optimus prime as a truck flying in the air yeah which like looks hilarious like he does. yeah it's unfortunately
1: like, i don't read japanese to
0: be able to read their pdf um well i will say before i show off that uh, oh, TF okay. Source already has a translation of this up on their pre-order page for the flight okay. scans, which uh TF Source is pricing them at $9.99 a piece. Um so yeah, I expect not that's what bad. Yeah, I expect that's what they're gonna cost. Like they're they're about four fifty if you were in Japan. Right. So, you know, it's a markup, but yeah, they, they have a to retailer. make their money on it. Yeah, I can't I can't yell at them. So this list also lists things that are not compatible, and then some figures are only compatible in one mode, which is also weird so i don't know if you can only get to the hole in one mode <laughs> uh from movie advanced the age of extinction line uh you've got evasion prime uh, you've got uh who is this classic bumblebee old-timey bumblebee uh dinobot scorn uh crosshairs slag no grimlock no <laughs> um and then leader prime no Black Knight Grimlock, no. In fact, there's just a whole swath of that line that they just leave out. But then Hound Galvatron, only in robot mode. Uh, Hound in both modes. Uh, Drift, Strafe, and Dinobot Slash in both modes. Lockdown okay. only in car mode, so he can only be a flying car. Um, new Bumblebee only in robot mode, and then Snarl and Slog in both modes, and then Decepticon Stinger only in robot mode. Then down at Masterpiece, the only ones they list, Trax, Road Rage, Ironhide, and Hot Rodimus, uh, all only in robot mode. And then for Trax and Road Rage, they also specify flight mode. But I think Trax and Road Rage also come with their own stands, so that's kind of weird. I mean, this stand is cast in clear plastic while the one that Trax came with was in black, just for specificity. It's also weird that they leave out Ratchet but put Ironhide on there. (laughs) Uh, and that's, I guess, a news thing that we didn't know that Hot Rod will be able to use the stand as well. Then in the Legends line, Roadbuster only in robot mode, Uh, Gelshark, Skybite, only in shark mode, Uh, Brainstorm in both modes, RC, Deluxe RC, in both modes, Windblade is listed as not being compatible with the stand, which I don't understand, because she specifically has a hole for it that almost kind of works. But I guess it has enough flex that they can't guarantee it works. Uh, This one surprised me. Leader Megatron in both modes apparently works with the stand. And then uh, because she's remolded from our scene, Nightbird Shadow works. Uh, Then from Unite Warriors, here's the sad part because I misread this at first. I didn't read the columns. They list all of the aerial bots on here and I was like, excuse me? Because I one of my biggest problems with the aerial bots is none of them work with the flight stand. They're all specifically marked as not working with the flight stand. So that was a bummer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then drag strip only works with the flight stand in vehicle mode, while Dead End, Wild Rider, and Breakdown only work with it in robot mode. Uh, And then from Defensor, Groove and Streetwise both work with the flight stand only in robot mode, while Hotspot, First Aid, and uh, Blades do not work with it at all. And neither does Motormaster. This is a weird friggin' list. (laughs) This is my reaction. Um, Like,
2: literally, as you were reading that list up, I... I got up out of my chair, grabbed my tracks stand, and started testing things out that I randomly heard you say, yeah, so like windblade it's a weird peg, but it kind of fits at least the American one on the Japanese stand for- I don't know what reason, like Skybite has the right peg slot in the right spot, but it's just not tight enough, yeah, like it's just weirdly out of size. I know like all this all this list
0: highlights. Is probably why they never made a big deal about pointing out all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> because I guess, like... I don't know. I God, well, I, I want to know the backstory now. Like, like well, who thought of it? Who didn't tell everybody?
2: <laughs> there's also the marketing thing in my head that tells me, well, if we market these stands now, when we just started doing this, there's only, like, four figures that can use it, so let's build them up. Yeah, but the...
0: Man, I don't. The one that really made me blink was Deluxe Lockdown from the movie, where he, I guess, he happens to have a hole only in car mode.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a convenient screw hole there, and the designer's like, well,
2: yeah, I mean, no, so no, no, no. I just checked that one. That's the first one I picked up. Oh, d- does it have an intentional hole there for it? It has a completely intentional. It's that little hexagon <laughs> shaped hole. Yeah, but it's it's in like one of the struts for his backpack kibble. <laughs> I'm, I was
0: blinking a lot and shaking my head, is what because, that silence like, was.
2: <laughs> like, it's because... Well, he's got that big backpack kibble that goes, like, completely beyond his pelvis region. So, yeah, yeah. And the pelvis itself is literally just a socket and two mushroom pegs. Like so the, there's not a whole lot of place it could plug in in the first place. There's no positive interview about this. It's it's going to be one about how this
0: is all weird and stuff, but I so hope that we can get some, like, designer and engineer quotes about just, like, what... what when did this start, and why, and then... Why? What is this? <laughs> what is this PDF list that I'm looking at now? What what led to this? Uh, I am happy they're selling the stands, though, because I think it was also telling when when Hasbro Asia to take advantage of this was just basically selling unmarked Tamashi stages, as, or giving away unmarked Tamashi stages as, like, a, you know, yeah. buy some, get one of these. Um... Aaron, you thinking you might get a couple of these stands?
1: Um, this I could very easily see being a convention grab. Me too. Like being at a place and like, okay, I bought two things from you. What can we do to sweeten the deal? You know, but well, I'm, like, buying, I'm buying, you know, $150.
0: Hey, you know, I'll pay that price, but could I get a couple of these stands for cheap? Well, here's my question for you, since you're into the idea of them, because I'm still trying to figure this out. In the long run, how many do you want? Like, looking at that list, right? Like, how many... A couple, maybe? Yeah. I'd, I'm not sure if I'd want three or five. Because I think between three and five, and given the limited number of figures that can use them, that would maximize the number that I would potentially want to use? Yeah. Maybe? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm yeah, not sure. I'm, I'm just thinking, I think this would be the sort of thing that would either be good for just... Like, I'm going to have this airplane up above other stuff that's sitting on a display or have somebody in that I can fly. So I'm going to be hovering higher than everything else in the display.
0: Yeah. Except in weird cases like, you know, with with Japanese Defensor, where the motorcycle and the police car and only in robot mode could be the flying ones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, blades, the helicopter would have to stand on the ground. Uh TJ. (laughs) Um, assuming that you're into the idea of these stands, what do you think the magic number would be for, like, how many to collect over time?
2: Uh, for me, it's probably...
0: Oh god, that's tough. Because it wouldn't be one per, because some of those figures that are on the list, it's, like, ridiculous
2: why you'd ever use them in the first place. So, I could see myself going as high as, like, six, but that's assuming that all six Seekers came out in... Like, a compatible mold. Or, like, I got a Cyclonus and and Sweeps that were all compatible with one of those stands.
0: Well, that's the thing, is none of the Superion molds are compatible with the stands. It's so bizarre, too. So, I mean, the only vehicle mode in Combiner Wars that's compatible with the stands, as far as, like, Unite Warriors, sorry, not Combiner Wars, is Dragstrip. Uh, going out into Combiner Wars in full... Leader Megatron's tank mode is apparently also compatible with the stand.
2: <laughs> the jets cannot fly, but the tank can.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Of like, course they can. They, like they do. Like I can see this being something anyone would pick up at a con. Like, okay, well, as long as I've gotten like three things at this stand, okay, yeah, throw in throw in one of the flight stands too. No, yeah. uh, whatever. But I can, I also can't imagine people carrying around on their phone the Venn diagram of, okay, do I have enough robots? Which ones do I have? Wait, this vehicle? Uh, or it's a just a
1: matter of, like, ah, I have three
0: that I'd like to have flight stands for. It's not like you'd have to have them written down and figured out. But they, it, it, there is a lack of a logic to what is compatible. So oh, yeah. For some I know. folks, oh, you yeah. might need to keep it I, written I, down. I would
2: go into it thinking, like, well, um, two or three, maybe? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a part of me generally think, you know, I buy a Tomashi stage. It comes with this little hook that kind of claws onto anything. I'm, so this, anything I'm really surprised
0: it. that there's no claw attachment for the stand. Like, I mean, there's none for tracks, so they'd have to make a new piece. So I, I can understand why there wouldn't be. But if they had gotten just, you know, a claw you could plug onto that peg, I think that would open this up for a lot more people. Because the, the actual arm is a lot tougher than a Tomashi stage arm. Because uh, it's got like a clicky screw tightenable ratchet base. Well, yeah, it has to hold up a tank. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of a missed opportunity there, I think. Um, But I I think if you're at a convention, you probably won't have anything to worry about, provided one of the major retailers is there, because at least TF Source very smartly have translated the list for their own product page. And I I would expect if they're at a show, they'll probably just have a printout near where the stands are of like, well, here's who's compatible. Yeah. Um, You know, printout in English. Yeah. no, you got to make them earn it. Yeah, <laughs> here's so here's the printout, and here's the grid of katakana for you to cipher through the printout. Have fun. It'll be worth it, and we'll give you a one dollar discount if you actually pull this off and you don't speak the language. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like you know, probably three is probably it for me, and it, it won't be like an order of three so much as just over time, I might go like, I want another stand. Because Trax, and I, I assume Road Rage is coming with a stand, too. I actually did not go and check. But if those two, I mean, Trax has a stand, if Road Rage has a stand as well, that's two figures on the list that don't really need it unless you absolutely must have a clear stand for them, as opposed to, like, a black one. Um, TJ, let's move over to you. What's your new picture pick?
2: Well, I guess keeping in the realm of... Hmm. Keeping in the realm of all the unite warriors talk, we finally have some in hand images of Devastator.
0: That's pretty recent, right?
2: Uh, yesterday.
0: Yeah, uh, yesterday is a recent time. I would agree. That's a so weird I've statement heard. to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah that that toy is out. Uh, HLJ. I saw advertising on Twitter that they've got it out and up for order. Um, how you feeling about how he
2: turned out? Um, it's an interesting little figure to see. Just. I I knew the, I the, okay so of course there's the the widely known elements okay they added elbows to everybody they improved some some knees and and such or added knees in some cases and we get, all get new weapons and everything like that these have comparison shots to not only the American release but also the G1 so there's a lot of interesting kind of parallels going on between what Hasbro felt felt was important and what Takara did.
0: Yeah, and um, some of the Hasbro ones, color placement-wise, I think came off looking better.
2: That's the weird thing, is in like complete defiance to my expectations, Hasbros seem to have more paint apps for the most part. It's because Unite Warriors
0: is trying to stick so close to its source material that, uh, like, you know, easiest example is long haul. Like, his legs uh, just do not look impressive um, yeah. at all, and that's unfortunate. Uh, because he also has one of the biggest improvements. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but, I like, I'm looking at some here, like, uh, what's a good example? Uh, Like Scrapper here. Okay, well, if you want the Takara version, yeah, you can get the elbows, and that's nice. But here over on the left, the U.S. version, you actually have the accurate uh placement of, like, the sticker detail with the paint now. So now you have the silver on the midsection, red on one side, silver on the other, and it actually matches the original toy a lot better. Or, yeah. It it's a strange little look at the priorities going on here.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think both have, have plenty of qualities, and I mean it's just I think to me the weirdest part is that where the individual guys come off looking a little bit sharper here and there on the Hasbro version, the physical qualities of the individual guys are sharper on the Takara version. So like if you're someone who only keeps them in combined mode,
2: all of the gains are irrelevant to you in both cases. There's some, there's some slight differences. Like one of the only problem I had visually with the combined devastator were the treads on the chest where one side is solid green, one side is solid purple and it kind of breaks up and one side blends into the big chest fin. Yeah. Uh, and my solution to that in my head was, okay, we'll paint the inside of one of the treads so they match. And that's exactly what Takara did, except they went and painted it purple, so now both sides blend into the chess piece.
0: Yeah. And that means that if you apply one of those uh, upgrade kits that makes the treads, you know, stick onto the biceps, now they're both going to look kind of weird. <laughs> uh, Slight no-win scenario, but what yeah. can you do? I, I don't know. I, I don't think anything went wrong here. I should also mention, if I'm coming off that way, but oh yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating how you know these are both on the market now, and I I wonder if I wonder if there is a Frankenstein combination of the two that would lead to the optimum setup.
2: I'm sure there is. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Right. No, maybe. The, the, maybe. <laughs> maybe it, it could be. The, maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Because the plastic colors are the same, so you can swap them on and off. And
0: and how you know. how long did we think they were going to be different plastic colors? I thought that up until about a week ago, like when we actually started getting more of these photos. Um, I don't know what it, I think it must have been the lighting or something, but there was a strong implication that like the Takara one was going to be a slightly less yellowy green. Uh, and I was like, that's going to be weird, but it's not. No, nope. same factory, same mm-hmm.
2: same box, just with a different printing on the outside. Speaking of that, that was one of the weirdest things that I actually noticed about all these photos is somewhere on the box, and I don't know where it, you know, what side of what panel it came from. There's this little comic strip that comes with this.
0: Oh, that, that's on the back of the manual, if it's anything like the Menosor that I've got.
2: Okay. But for some reason, and I really want someone to translate this. I want to know what, I want to know what this is. We've got this big group shot of all the Constructicons, and they seem to be building. Crystal City from G1. Mm-hmm. And you've got Omega Supreme hauling crystals. You've got uh, Grapple. You've got uh, like Grapple and Hoist working with them. You yeah. have Hauler for some reason. Hauler was my favorite part of that. Hauler uh, was weird.
0: Well, that 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 comic panel, I don't know what the text is, but that is a reference basically to Holler, the secret of Omega Supreme. And whatever episode it was where Grapple was so mad that Optimus was asking him to be responsible about his building, the Constructicons were like, hey, buddy, we like to build, too. And they helped Grapple build something. But then it was a weapon. And Grapple was like, no, my art. And the Constructicons were like, screw you, buddy, and kicked him to the curb.
2: But okay. well, that doesn't explain hoist to me.
0: Um, It also
2: doesn't explain an adult Chip chase just hanging out. I don't know what's up with the chip chase. Hoist, I believe, was the other feature protagonist in that grapple
0: episode. Um, I haven't seen it since years ago, but I wanted—I I really recall Hoist being like the inferno to Grapple's Red Alert.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but this is interesting to me because I—I—I I like the weird nature of this image. Like, okay, everyone like rebuilding Crystal City and whatnot. I really want to know where in Takara's everything is G1 storyline this falls. I don't know if the Unite Warriors cuz those are
0: the the Unite Warriors comics are also just like one picture basically. Um like there's one of I forgot what they're all doing now. There's one where it's the the com- like the combiner team is having a barbecue, the other one is the combiner team is out bowling. Um I can't remember who did the art either, but they are just like one picture comic book things that If anything, I think maybe they're supposed to be in the Legends-verse, but that's just me speculating. It's all G1 eventually. At some point. No, Legends, uh, the comic books for Legends specifically refer to a different parallel universe, which is the Legends universe, uh, where Alpha Trion has foreseen everyone that's going to invade. So when legitimate animated slipstream shows up in it, uh, and is like, I'ma cause havoc. Then she gets, like, shut down by all the Autobots because Alphatron had a dream and said, I know Slipstream's coming to start some stuff. And then Legends Megatron was like, don't worry, I have a job for you. And then he has her working as an office worker for his construction company.
2: That was Takara. It'll eventually be G1.
0: Made sense. Made sense to me. Um, so a lot of people are also, you know, they've got Combiner Wars, or Unite Warriors, Devastator on order. The saddest thing I heard was uh, people were comparing shipping costs, and apparently, shipping him from AmiYami is a nightmare. Uh, because they are wanting, I want to say it was like just over 50 bucks to ship him. <sighs> uh, because, and I thought about it, I was like, well, that makes sense. Because AmiYami have like two different box sizes, and their boxes are made of the heaviest cardboard. And then they put like tons of heavy paper and then, you know, lead weights or whatever into the boxes. <laughs> yeah, that's how to best protect it. So. A, a devastator size box in one of their big boxes, it probably does cost that much to ship.
2: Yeah, I've had a something shipped from AmiAmi that was about that size, and yeah, that's that's about going right there.
0: Yeah, apparently HLJ's shipping was, like, notably less. Like, it's still a lot, but it was notably less. Um, I haven't checked any of it myself, but it's good to know for the future.
2: Um, Are you thinking of doing Unite Warriors yourself? Uh, me no. I'm happy with the US version of it. Yeah. I think that still gives me everything I need. I still think they're great toys, even without the elbows. I
0: mean if I get the opportunity, I'd like to compare them. Um especially actually the just altered elbows on Hook and uh, Mixmaster. But uh all I really want as far as adding to my own is is I just want elbows for Scrapper. Um I can I can live without elbows on long haul. Scrapper if if Scrapper has elbows, he'll be on par with Bonecrusher and Scavenger in my opinion. And those two are are like the stars of the set for me, but Scrapper looks the best. So I'm 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 thinking about the options for that, and you know, many options are coming, but uh this is yet another option. Uh Aaron, have you been uh, looking at the Unite Warriors side of Devastator at all or is that just happened no. on your periphery? Nope, I
1: I almost went for one of the Black Friday Devastators or some of those sales have been going on where you got a whole lot more reasonable but still no I no
0: sticking to the side (laughs) I'm sticking to it you think at a convention down the road you might crack (sighs) I don't foresee myself doing it but future Aaron's a jerk the reason why I'm asking is because if like your answer to me translates into
2: this is a challenge for you yeah
0: I know this is not just a challenge for you this is a challenge for you to involve all of our friends in so uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, I believe that's our new picture pick section. So we have a listener question from Daniel Sonnenberg. Uh This is a pretty sideways from Transformers one, but it's still relevant. And we are the crew to talk about it the most, I think. Uh, he says, to the folks at WTF at TFW, a plea for guidance from my toy-collecting senpai. What is the secret to Mandarake that I just don't understand? I hear you discussing this site and its magical prices, but I can't figure out how to find many things I'm looking for. And when I do, I have no idea how to set up a purchase. I'm looking to dive deep into Common Rider Ghost, and if Mandarake is the place to grab that merch, I'd love to become an expert like yourselves. Click. The first thing I'll say, and I think you guys would agree with this, like, for a new Common Rider series... You're if you really want to just like get deep into it and get stuff as it comes out, and you want it right as it comes out, then you should just go and put in a bunch of pre orders because it doesn't really get cheap on Mandarake until it's also months old. So if you can wait, then this is going to be more relevant. But if you just want ghost stuff now, then it might just be worth throwing down pre orders everywhere. Um, that's at least in my experience, TJ. Uh, you're at least laying some fingers on the ghosts. Th- World, uh would you say that lines up?
2: <laughs> uh Yeah, I would say that it's been far easier for me to get things by just getting them as they get pre-ordered over on HLJ, for instance. Yeah, you know I... the the stuff that comes up over on Mondorake, it it really doesn't get cheap until you know it's just like you know it's it goes in waves. You know, people dump off the ghost stuff in Japan when like the next common writer comes yeah. out. You know. Just like pretty much anything. The big toys coming out that you want, you send a few of the old things to eBay.
0: Yeah, or, you know, your local Mandarake. Yeah. Uh, Also, if the show starts doing a little poorly, halfway through, the toys might start showing up there en masse, as happened with... Well, not the show, something about the show or its merch doing not as well as the last one. It'll start to show up during the show, but usually about four months to six months in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that happened with a lot of the Drive stuff. um, Yeah, Drive stuff
2: got pretty easy to find.
0: Yeah, but if you want for sure to get good prices on Common Rider, like roleplay toys or, or the gimmick figures, like the change figures, then you kind of have to wait till the show's over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is not, if you can be that patient, then you can get some friggin' good deals. But, as for actually just using Mandarake, not just for Common Rider, the first tip, and, and Mandarake changed their site a whole bunch. Uh, it is a lot easier to use just with English now, because it tries to just translate English words into Katakana, but... To use it the easiest, you need to go get the katakana words for the stuff you're looking for. You can get that stuff off Wikipedia real easily. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how you search. To, like, make an account, I don't remember how
2: or if it's hard. I remember it being easy. Yeah, I didn't have trouble registering, but that was before the website changed everything over, so I don't know how it is now.
0: Like, if it's hard to do it now, I don't have any tips because I haven't done it. But as for setting up a purchase... The only thing to know is you need to pay attention to what stores things are coming from, Um, because they will not combine shipment if it's from different stores. Um, And their new site is actually pretty great at letting you just confine your search to a given store. So if you find a really good deal on something and you want to add something else to that box, you can then confine all your searches to like, I don't know, Kokura or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, you do a general search for what you want, you find that one thing you're really after and then just search whatever else is in that shop to see what you can go with it.
0: Yeah. And on their new site, like if you find an item, you can scroll down and they say here's the item at other stores, which is also super helpful because it just lets you see like if someone's charging significantly less somewhere else, then you can look there too. Yeah,
2: that's the other thing. I've seen huge price differences between the stores sometimes. Yeah. Usually it's right on the nose, but other times I've saved like 30 bucks yeah. in a different store.
0: And it can it's really it can depend on whether or not it's been opened, and yeah. something that's been opened half the time you won't be able to tell. Um, like other than the tape being cut, mm. mm-hmm. half
2: the time it'll list box damaged, and yeah. here there's that a means horrific scuffed. things.
0: Yeah, yeah, box damage at Mandarake can mean a crinkle on the back, or it can mean like the there's a crease from the lid being opened. Like, uh, their language is not. Very granular, it's very much just to the extreme is um, box perfect if no, then box damaged, yeah, and like box damage is like someone touched it. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a fingerprint smudge, nope, can't have that, yeah um so I th- and the only other secret really is if you if your total purchase from a store is under five thousand yen, they add a five hundred yen service fee. Then if it goes to five thousand or up, then there's no service fee. So that's why you always hear people talking about, "Oh, I got to pad out my Mandarake order." Um,
2: yeah, because if it's coming close to four thousand five hundred anyway, you're going to spend an extra five hundred no matter what. So make sure it gets spent on something you want. Yeah, rather than just nothing. And these
0: are, I don't think these are really secrets anymore. This these this stuff was more secret, you know, back in like
2: oh nine twenty ten. But Mandarake is like, I. Uh, yeah. I can remember a time just, you know, going with the Mandrake joke just so because I don't want people to find the store.
0: Yeah, like I, I don't think it's that much of a secret anymore, although I still, you know, this cool stuff still shows up on there because it it isn't an easy place to search through if you don't really know how yeah. to apply the katakana. So it can be frustrating and mm-hmm. it's there's no pre orders there and, it, and uh, some stuff can be listed on there for months. Some stuff might go up and then like an hour later, it's gone down because someone bought it and it was tied directly to the digital storefront and not the physical storefront. So, that's the other thing to be prepared for. Some stuff listed on there is also in their physical stores, and if it sells there, that gets priority over you. So, you might order something, and that's why they have a little box going, like, if this particular item sold out, cancel the whole order. That way you're not stuck just with, like, your filler or whatever.
2: Yeah, because you're not buying from a warehouse. You are buying from a physical location, and someone who works at the shop has to see your order, walk to the front, see if it's still there, and then go confirm it.
0: Yeah, um that's also why you know there are so many different stores that's why like even service can vary depending what store you've got not just service but in terms of like how they communicate but just like shipping speed even uh packing quality can sometimes vary Mm -hmm. um so it's it's a fun site but you know it's not an unlimited font of like cheap toys or anything it's just it's another place to look um
2: it's a good it's a good it's a good place to go if there is something more recent that you couldn't track down or someplace that especially if like BBTS is out of stock on something you were after. Yeah, like and, so,
0: sometimes mm-hmm. like a new web exclusive will also pop up in there and if, especially if it's a somewhat unpopular web exclusive like drive type formula or something like mm-hmm. they'll be floating around for a while. And then if you want a chance, you can even wait and see if they get cheaper because yeah,
2: if you if you wait, some of those web exclusives actually hit normal retail price, which is nice.
0: Yeah, because eventually like, hey, no one
2: else wants it and we don't want to have it on the shelf. Yeah. So just to keep it on topic, I'll say like we're talking like common Rider stuff and role play things and all that. Uh, it's you know, it's, there's, I've gotten a ton of great Transformer deals there, too. Me, like, too. Ju- just first example, off the top of my head, like Blue Ramble that went for so much here because everyone had to have all three. Uh, got it for like 15 bucks or less desirable
0: stuff like a lot of Transformers Go you can get for really cheap on there. Oh. God. And when you can get Transformers Go for cheap, it's suddenly pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure with the exchange rate right now, you can get like an entire team from Go for like 40 bucks. Or you
0: can get Hunter Ratchet, the best toy in all of Transformers Go, usually for about 10 bucks. Hmm. Uh 10 to 15. Um and that toy is incredible as far as looks go. Uh yeah, lots there's lots like Transformers Adventure is all over there. Like, you know, just the kitty Transformers stuff in Japan, a lot of it turns up on there for pretty affordable prices. Like, a lot of movie advance was kicking around on there. Um, stuff like the Nemesis repaints of Prime and Grimlock. Like, Nemesis Grimlock shows up on there constantly. Not for, like, cheap prices, but he shows up on there constantly. So, as I put it, it's another place to go and look for stuff. You just gotta learn some katakana that matches up with what you're you're looking for. If you really want to get serious about it, like, this, I don't know how this comes off, and I mean this in the best way, but like it's it's kind of worth just learning some katakana, because if you're a toy collector and you really want Japanese toys, knowing katakana will make it a lot easier for you to search for that stuff. I mean, you can still copy-paste it, and it's borderline just as easy, but you can skip a step if you start to get to know the alphabet a bit. Um, But yeah, I hope that, I hope that answered your question. I hope that clears up some of the mystique around Mandarake. I didn't know there really still was any... <laughs> Uh it's I mean I hope no one's mad that we're explaining more about Mandarake. <laughs> cuz I I figured I used to kind of feel that way about 5 years ago but I figured we all kind of got over that as just stuff became plentiful. Um the secret places to look for things now are like I actually don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they're that I, secret. I I still get those emails like like where do you get like a cheap old common rider belt? I'm like um fairies in the night i don't know <laughs> yeah there, I mean, is, you, there is no answer anymore you can still get even cheap stuff
0: on ebay if you get lucky It's just there's a lot ebay and amazon do have cheap things it's just there's a lot more overpriced clutter on both those sites but plus it's a matter of being right t- right place
1: right time Yeah, absolutely you know because you can you can still get the crazy deals at yard sales on g1 toys if you find the one yard sale that's got it at the right time and you're
0: there on time yeah uh, and I would say, like, you know, with Amazon, eBay, and Mandarake, usually if I really want to hunt something down for a good deal, I have all three of them open, and I just start comparing stuff. Like, that's that's how you set a price line, is you look at multiple marketplaces and figure out, okay, what's the median? Do I find anything below the median? And, uh, for example, like, I've, I've been hearing that you can get Transformers Adventure stuff for really decent prices on Amazon.com. So... That sounds like a viable alternative to Mandarake uh, if, if you can't find something there. Like, just open up... Whenever I get someone asking me, like, hey, what's a good price for something? I, I don't have an answer, and if I was going to do an answer, it would be me opening up mul- multiple marketplaces and then looking it up, and then I always stop and go, like, I don't want to do this for someone else! So I'll just teach someone how to fish rather than giving them the fish, as they say. Uh, so that's my tip. If you just want to hunt down import toys in general, keep all the marketplaces open. Just look at them and... Just know that, like, days might go by without finding anything. But if you get good at it, then it's also not a lot of work to just take a glance through all those listings. Now, I say this about, like, buying import toys. The same thing applies to applying for jobs uh, and freelance work, and I'm way worse at doing that than I am looking for import toys. So this is, like, how do you... My question is how do you rejig your brain... To use the exact same skills it's using, but for more worthwhile tasks. And once Uh, I find the answer to that, I'm going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. That's my life goal. What? I was going to say, uh, yeah, good luck. (laughs) If only we could all take the passion we have for nonsense and apply it to important things. Damn it. I remember I used to think about that even when I was in, like, grade three or four. And I was like, why is it so hard for me to remember social studies stuff? But then I, I remember, like, things school doesn't ask me about way easier. That's not fair. I should be able to remember all of it equally the same. Uh, I still don't have any good answer for that grade four me. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, that's been our listener questions section. Do you guys want to just dive right into what we got this week? I'd like the chance to refresh myself. You would?
1: Yeah. You yeah, really I would? would?
0: Too. You would? T- well. So does empty bladders full. I'm outvoted, so we're going to take an intermission. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned. We're going to be back with talking about some toys right after this. fluid situation is reversed hello we're back uh aaron tj you guys got full cups and empty bladders mostly did you just pull your bladder out and put the cup in place of the bladder or did you actually that's how biology works yeah yes okay excellent um let's talk about what we got this week let's talk about transformers and transformers alikes that we got this week uh aaron anything on your end Yes, I picked up the uh, Battlecore Optimus Prime. Oh, I I don't remember if I talked about getting him the other week or two, but I got him recently too. Yeah, I got him for two reasons. One, because of the
1: upgrade kit or reskin kit or whatever. Yeah. And two, because I wanted to get one that I knew had the 45 degree angle hips. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think they're worse. Really? Yeah, because so... um, Hey, it's the same Optimus Prime. Everything that's been said about the Optimus Prime is the same as the old ones and, and Motor Master pretty much. Um, but yep. it's because of the tension of it wanting to be at 45 degrees at like the the resting A stance, putting his legs together for truck mode, it doesn't really stick great. Really? I was, or it okay. tries to over overshoot itself. If you... Like what I have to do... So with the Prime and Motor Master, you put the legs side by side, you give it a little squeeze, and they stay together. With this one, I almost have to, like, like do a hand exercise level of squeeze to get them to stay together, but
0: it's it's just not as good. Okay, I was I wondering think. if this case would ever happen. Cause I, so I've got three versions of this toy with the new hip ratchets Okay, that I haven't put the non-F hip ratchets in for. And okay. all three of them are the same in that on mine... Um, I leave the ratchet point at that, you know, the outwards the f- A stance. First step out? Yeah. yeah. And then I can just pull them together, and without them clicking, they just tab together, and the tab holds them together straight. But no, I was always my- wondering if a case would happen where that tension cannot overcome the pull of the tabs or Mine, pull of the springs. It's like
1: one of the hips wants to try and click a little bit more. And so I just ha- – I have to make sure – I can't just put them near each other and give it the little squeeze. I have to give it a good solid squeeze to make sure that they're set. And then it's okay. But it's – you know the others with it straight down for me didn't seem like it had nearly the same level of like I have to double check this thing in order to make sure that it's good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean the case of yours was inevitable but I'd never heard of it happening and I was wondering like maybe it won't happen. So like, I'm not – I mean, it sucks because you're the patient zero or whatever, but yeah. that, that's well, it, the thing. I, I knew somewhere out there it had to be happening that way for somebody. It's not that bad, and I, I have the non-F hip ratchet parts right here.
1: Yeah. And I was so, like, I was, well, <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and actually drop it in one of them because I've been waiting on it. I was, so was going to say, like... Four screws and... A, Tweezers to kind of help out or something. I think yeah, don't, even, don't even need tweezers. Don't even need tweezers. Yeah. Okay, I thought I'd seen somebody say like it helps if you have tweezers. It, so. I mean,
0: having more tools helps if you're doing it on the Cyclonus Silverbolt mold because okay. it's way harder to install those on that mold than on Optimus Motormaster. The same ratchets? Oh uh, yeah, they uh, they added okay. a cross cut into the back of the ratchet so they'd work with the flyers. Okay, but um, the nature of the the nature of the parts clipped around the ratchets are way harder to penetrate than the ones around uh, the thighs on these guys. Okay. Go and check out my video if you'd like to see. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. That well, you're all like, I've got the 300 numbered videos now. I'm special. Watch them. That's right. No, I'm also saying because I, I'm i now at the point where I am accepting, given the number of people who have said this, that the video I put up, the V-Build, about the combiner hip ratchets non-F did, uh, it really gets the experience across for both of the major molds and especially the Silver Vault <laughs> mold because, like, it's impossible to describe... Uh, how to do it on that toy without just showing? Because it's really tricky. Um, it's a billion times harder th- than on Optimus Motormaster. Because on that mold, he's just okay. Pull the thigh open. Okay, flip the ratchets. Okay, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Battlecore Prime looks really nice in truck mode. He does. Because uh, uh, he, in robot mode, he kind of has the sea of white effect happening here and there. But mm-hmm. in truck mode, like the color balance is excellent and the gold stripe is beautiful yeah I, I really like the gold paint they used it's like they found the gold equivalent of hasbro silver yeah it is i'm i'm
1: sitting here admiring the the stripe by having to flip out the parts of the arm but yeah um i'd picked it up for you know for those two reasons and like i said i wanted to see and it does pose a whole lot better yeah, so it's a trade off. I'm fine with because I'll spend more time as a robot than with the light than as a truck with those parts squeezed together.
0: But that was just my like, hey, how this is different. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's 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 fascinating because, like I said, like I've got three of them with the new hip ratchets, and on them the the tabs are tighter than the pull of those hip ratchets for the mm-hmm. the vehicle mode. But yeah, I I knew it. I knew that that would happen to somebody. Just no one had reported it yet from anything I'd read. So. You should go and ask for a news credit. That's yeah, okay. Let's get this front-paged, right? Well, it's going to be front page anyway. It's the podcast. But yeah. yeah, You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, anything else on your plate, Transformer? Uh, I also picked up the One-Step Transformer Quillback. Quillfire, excuse or quill me. Or Quillfire. Excuse me. Speaking as the biggest fan of that show on this podcast, may I just clarify? Okay, it's Quillfire.
1: Quillfire. I was trying to remember. And he is, does he, is he permanently walking like he's hurt his back
0: on the TV show? Oh, he's very, he's, his head is like, is like just in the middle of his chest, kind of. Like okay. he's, he's got a, a big hump and well, big he, shoulders. The, the toy, I mean, granted,
1: it's a one step and it has zero posability, but the yeah. toy
0: is, he's got like a
1: 90 degree angle from the way that his legs stand almost to the way that his torso is. <laughs> And it looks as if he's like pulled something in his lower back and because of the way that his arms transform, they stay parallel to his body. Yeah. So it looks like he's just like kinda holding it and...
0: I'm I'm astounded you found that toy, because didn't it get sighted like yesterday or something? Yeah, it, it <laughs> well, all of those sightings were I think for the UK. So
1: oh, okay. it was this one and then the frog yeah, one. Spring load. Spring load. Okay. And I was sitting there looking at the two of them and I'm like, I kinda like the brown Kari one better than the green Kari one. I'm I'm actually and uh, I'd like to try out one of these to see how they are because I I don't think I've touched any of the one-step changers.
0: I I'm really I'm really digging that those two characters are in a wave together because those two had an episode together. Okay. A lot of the the RID Decepticons who weren't in the pack didn't really get to cross over much, uh but those two did. And it's so it makes it a bigger bummer that Quillfire is getting a proper deluxe toy but Springload still isn't. Well, I guess I should have gotten Springload then so I could don't cross over my characters. D- Dang it! Now you have to throw one out if you get
1: the other. Damn it. No, that is that is it for me for Transformers. I think this will probably be about as far as I go with the One Steps. Yeah, I... Uh, I mean, it's their kid like the little kid toys.
0: I also heard some, some unfortunate stuff about a couple of them. Thunderhoof for sure and maybe Fracture. I heard that the One Steps actually are not living very long.
2: Like I can see that.
0: Their mechanisms the, the are mechanisms. breaking down. Yeah, I could see that with yeah. the way that this thing transforms. Yeah, that, that's the bigger bummer to me, because that's, like, legit product longevity for a kid's toy. It's like they were built for the sake of dying, and that sucks for whoever designed them. Right,
1: especially because a toy like that is more likely going to go to the kid that plays with his toys by
0: thumping it against other things. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a shame. Uh, also because... One step is where some of the most imaginative stuff for little kids happens. And it's to me, I mean, I'm not saying they're built to die. It's just they, a lot of them are dying uh, in the couple cases. A lot are dying. Uh, a lot of copies are dying. I'm fixing my sentence. But it's it's a little <laughs> bit of a disrespectful thing to the folks who actually designed those one step transformations where it's like, oh, I figured out this really cool spring loaded thing. Cool. We're going to build it kind of cheap. So yeah. <laughs> you did some good work. Maybe a, a surviving example will be around in a couple years. Um, I'm, I'm hyperbolizing a bit. I just feel, I feel for people who work on toys that aren't for collectors, because that work goes way more unnoticed than work for collectors. Um, well, Aaron, if that's you, then TJ, what about you? Did you, uh, get any Transformer stuff this week? I actually did. All right.
2: Actually ended up getting quite a few. Uh, my Battle Grimlock came in. Where did you get him from? Uh, mine was BBTS.
0: Damn, I never even saw that pre-order until it was closed.
2: Yeah, I I hopped over there as soon as I saw HLJ's that closed up.
0: Yeah. And
2: it took forever to fill. I don't know what happened, but...
0: That toy and the... I heard the Drift Origin 2-pack is in a similar case. Like, those two adventure toys, I suspect, were produced in low numbers. Because I've never seen Battle Grimlock in stock anywhere. I only saw closed pre-orders and then sold-outs.
2: Yeah, it's, it's just it's bizarre, especially for like how much remolding this toy had. It's almost a whole new figure.
0: Yeah, I, I was reading the feedback thread once people got him in hand, and uh, like I'm not sad, but I, I definitely would like to track one down. It sounds like he turned out pretty well.
2: Mm-hmm. Like there were a few people who had issues with that uh, fall of Cybertron Grimlock just because uh, the plastic feels thin. You know, it it, it kind of felt like. You know, since it had to be like ballooned up to be Grimlock, that it was a little bit cheaply made as a result, kind of hollow.
1: Mm hmm.
2: Uh, Battle Grimlock still has some of that. Reach over and grab him. Uh, there's some parts like his legs that are still like, feel like that. I think his chest comes out a lot more solid though. Mm-hmm. So there's some parts that are built a little bit beefier than they were.
0: Yeah, I, I've just recently been messing with that original Grimlock a whole bunch. So, uh,. I've got him I've got him really in mind. And like there are I think me included, a lot of people had hopes that Battle Grimlock would would do some alterations that just aren't possible. Like, <laughs> you know, the dinosaur mode still has the hollow part in there because there's nothing to go in there. Right? Yeah. um And nothing was invented to go in there. <laughs> but would you say like overall? So he just he feels
2: just a little bit more solidly made. um I'd say so. Like I can te- I can definitely tell what the new parts are and what the old parts are based on just that feels a lot more solid than that does. This one's a little bit heavier built, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, he, he did come out really good. I mean, he's got some of the same faults, you know. Okay, yes. He's got a big hollow thing in dino mode and the tail looks a little bit weird cuz its legs crammed together. Yeah. But the dino mode is like great just with how good the head came out there's a lot of paint that went into that head just to make sure all the details lined up
0: yeah i i love the look of the uh the paintwork on him because it looks like the colors are super vibrant off the black plastic
2: oh yeah yeah i love the, i love the look of the the bright green on black it's extremely it pops out so nice and there's some strange like elements to like how he transforms. Like he's got this weird like panel on his like robot mode back for his like dino spines. Yeah. But for some reason they hinge over and now they cover up the gap on the top of his backpack. But it yeah. creates a new gap out of his back, so I'm oh. a little, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I about a little to, confused. I was about
0: to say I'd heard that they did me- figure out a way to cover some of the gaps gappiness on the back of his robot mode with the new parts.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's not as bad of a gap, you know? Like, okay, so I've got a little porthole here in the back of his backpack now, but hey, I don't see the neck of his dino mode anymore. Yeah. Well, it's a give-and-take thing. It's a, it's such a cool transformation idea that I'm, I'm
0: happy it's getting a second kind of life.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the only th- I, I don't know. I think the only thing that bugs me is, is uh, for as characterful as... You know, Transformer characters are in the new R.I.D. Uh, face mold's a little flat. Yeah, his expression looks kind of boring. Yeah. It's not right. He's just, like, stoic, and that is the last expression that character would have. hmm I think that's about the only thing that was off here. Otherwise, I mean, it's an extremely successful remold. Yeah. The, uh, the one con I read that I thought was actually kind of cute, because
0: once I saw it, I really noticed it. And I'm like, I, I, I don't expect it to have happened, but it's... It's a perfect third-party thing, actually. His dinosaur forearms are still Fall of Cybertron Grimlocks. Mm-hmm. And uh, R.I.D. Grimlock doesn't have claws. He has like little like squared-off puncher things. Right. So it would be super cool if someone
2: like made little forearms with the right hands to go on there. Which kind of seems weird for how much gets remolded. How some little parts still get left in. Yeah. Which, I guess that's just because of, of the plastic spruits on a lot of those... A lot of those flat gray parts weren't changed at all. Yeah.
0: Still, uh, it's it's nicely turned out so well. Like oh. also because that's gonna probably be the best toy for that character.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Just seeing how like he sizes to the warrior class toys. Like right there alone.
0: Yeah, uh, completely. Like that's that's why I still want to track him down. I want I want a nice looking version of of the Autobot cast. And uh, he's the only one that, like, repro labels or different paint jobs
2: can't fix. Yeah. <laughs> repro labels that could make the toy bigger. That'd be nice. Not yet, but. One day. Just wait for it. <laughs> uh, beyond that, uh, bulked up the Combiner Wars figures I got in Shockwave and Buzzsaw. Mm hmm. So, uh, I guess. to start with shockwave since he's pretty much uh i I guess what we're getting is like the last of the combiner war style ones he's really really good i've been reading the feedback
0: threads and i'm like i got one off hasbro toy shop i'm i can i can actually see him later this month because he he got shipped over to the states Mm -hmm. it sounds like he's
2: like the return of my scout class he is amazingly good like the look is spot on, and it's it's got the the mass I would expect out of a shockwave. Yeah, like the proportions are really good on him. You know, they cast a lot of it in translucent, so he could have his hands and his gun hand in clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the head is spot on for its little size. Like everything is detailed right, and the paint's good all the way around on him. Is the paint is good, and it's such a It's such a clever little way to get his G1 mode in, to just, well, it's a, okay, so the only official description I could find said it's a cannon mode. Yep. Okay, and it, okay, you can sit there as a cannon. Uh, It's got little wings, little tail fins, so maybe it's a space cruiser like Fall of Cybertron. And then there just happens to be this little gray piece you can flip down that may or may not make him into a toy gun for the US market. Yep. No, it's just a, it's a
0: compatibility peg. Yeah, Um, I've seen some pictures and they've all been small because I didn't click on the thumbnails, but like there are some photos I've seen where people attached him to fall of Cybertron shockwaves arm. Yeah, and he blends in in thumbnails anyway. He blends in so well that I didn't know he was the gun arm for a few seconds.
2: I would have to I haven't tried that yet. I did, I, the first thing I did was see which other shockwaves could hold him. Yeah. Which I was real disappointed that the Prime Shockwave couldn't.
0: Yeah, because his uh, what I what I got off Twitter is that the the little thing that flips down, it's got like a guard in the front that makes it really hard for non hand foot guns to actually hold him. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it, that part's engineered so it holds more securely in a combiner war hand, but it does prevent a lot of the older fist styles from holding him. Anyone who has like an opened hand that goes forward from uh the peg hole, or anyone who's Old school style, just hole in fist is too thick. Yeah. No, no go. So th- that's the only bummer is that I would really love this one to be completely compatible with like as many toys as I want him to be. But that little extra peg, like if you want to snap it off, fine. Yeah. Like it looks like you could just, tr- you could even, but from what it looks like, you don't even have to
0: cut off the front peg. You can just cut off a chunk of it it's it's got like a, a molding vent in the side, right? Like you could feasibly even just knife off p- a piece of it. Yeah. Um so I I've I I'm in the mindset of some other folks of like maybe just if I get a second one, I'll just make one that's compatible with everyone and one that's just for combiner wars. I don't know. Like if if his robot mode is as good as everyone's saying like that's a toy I'm gonna happily have more than one of through repaints and stuff. Like now I'm like so jazzed about that G2 set. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think you're gonna like it a lot. Like, it's like a perfect little bite sized shockwave. Yeah, uh, it's so
0: lovely. Also, I like how you said you only got the two new molds and you skipped pipes and chop shop because that's exactly what I did too. <laughs> and I am already regretting skipping chop shop because I saw a lot of photos of them and because and, I was like, I'll oh, get chop shop. I don't need to get them right now. I can wait till yeah. I see them in a store. I was that way because it like, looks okay, so good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I grew up with a sh- with a chop shop, so part of me really does want that one, but at the same time, not really a priority for me. I don't think he's going to be hard to get, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. I feel, I feel like he'll be one of the leftovers from that wave.
0: And I have a so I have a really stupid reason for why I might still get pipes. If I don't get pipes, he'll he'll be the only one that I skipped. Oh no, because I have huffer and I have warpath, and I'm like, well. Well now maybe I should get pipes because I'm an idiot. So I'm thinking <laughs> like, well, if I'm gonna be an idiot, at least I can try to smartly be an idiot. So I I mean pipes is gonna be clogging up stock long after the rest are gone. So I'll just wait until he's like four dollars. And then I'll waste four dollars. Yeah. On a pipes that looks nothing like pipes, and then it'll be right. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how's Buzzsaw? Uh, uh-
2: saw is I I guess this is our preview of what we're what we're gonna get a little bit more of in uh Titan's Return. Yeah, I can only imagine he's a weird toy by himself. By himself he's very odd. Um uh, the feel the vibe I get really, and I, uh, I I suppose there's no like avoiding it, is like the real gear laser beak that came out. Yeah. Cause it's pretty much the same thing. It's this handheld tiny iPod pad. Slash phone. It's a nice something you hold in your hand. Mm-hmm. And it's just of just generic design. And it turns into this little uh, square-ish condor thing.
0: I got sent on Twitter a really nice looking fan mode that f- like flipped the wings 180. So the, the gray bits are on the outside. And mm-hmm. he didn't look like a bird, but he looked like a jet. And he looked way better as a Cybertronian buzzsaw like that than the attempt to actually have, like, big, square, boxy wings. I can try that now. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember the specifics. I just remember, like, you know those, those gray, sleeker wing bits that are on the insides of the wings? Oh, I know. Like, those were flipped around to be on the outside,
2: and so I was like, that's neat, just as, like, a Cybertronian buzzsaw. See, that would have been a really cool way to market this, is if it had, like, a Cybertronian and then an Earth mode.
0: Yeah, even though it's... I mean, if his Earth mode it's supposed to be the forklift thing, that still looks kind
2: of Cybertronian to me. <laughs> that's not... Okay, that's not even a forklift mode. Like, I don't know what that is. There's a battle bot that looks like that, and I can't remember the name of it. I don't
0: I don't know what... Just push the button to turn on your siren! Blue-ballsing me with your siren here. Like, blip! Blip,
2: blip! Anyway, um... What I was going to say, crime infested slum do you live in? Seriously, that's
0: that's that's it's all ambulances, people falling out of windows, falling down staircases, falling down staircases. Um, What I was going to say is like his vehicle mode, I think will make a lot more sense once we have a little Titan Master to sit in it. Because the thing, the vibe I get from it is someone's supposed to be sitting in the
2: middle of this, but nobody is. Trying to trying to figure that out now that I look at it. See if there is a spot for something to feasibly sit down. Yeah, it's like a little dude, just like you know, sit headmaster style. This his arms all sticking out, looking silly. There is a weird peg that's in him for some reason. That's the Titan Master peg. If it's a small peg. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a small, shallow little peg. I thought it was just there to keep like the tail from collapsing too far in in beast mode. Yeah, uh... I know, there's a lot of stuff that's nondescript because it's all for the
0: next line of toys. Yeah, I, I believe if there are any small pegs on him, those are supposed to be places where the
2: Titan Masters can stand, uh, or attach. Yeah, I suppose that's gonna be what it is, because, yeah, he does kind of... it does form up that way. So that's that. I was wondering about that peg, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, one quick question.
0: How are the stickers on his, like, tablet mode? Like, do they line up alright? Because I know they're factory-applied.
2: Um, they're Okay. Okay. Um, there's a I I guess there's a little bit that's a, a little bit off, but they're like very form-fit stickers, so there's not a whole lot of uh, error they could go through. I think. Yeah, like it, it's they're they're like foolproof. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, we, we we will see about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about this the
0: sizing sample of like yours and the four other ones in the feedback thread right now. I think so. <laughs>
2: Uh, beyond that, like, uh, I'm, I really want to see what, uh, I, re- I really, want to see what a robot mode with one of these is going to look like. Yeah. You know, it's just something that turns into something a little bit more typical of a transformer because buzzsaw feels like a little cheap just because he's like so, so boxy and hollow in yeah. like his bird mode. Like, you know, like I want, I want to see, I want to see what blasters little, I don't know what we're going to call them. I minions are going to look like. Well, I'm mm-hmm.
0: looking forward to, to just rewind because he's just going to have a robot mode and a tank mode in addition to the tablet mode. And I feel like that's going to be like the solid experience. You get a little box of another version of a little box and then a man. And that's about it. <laughs> like that that gives you like three very different shapes. Like there's more of a flow, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, so... Yeah, he's not bad. I'll wait for uh, Blaster and some inevitable sound wave before casting any bigger judgment. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I have my Combiner War Combaticons, or at least four of them so far.
0: Yeah, the the Voyagers. It seems like anyone who has them got them from China, uh, or Hong Kong. So far, like I think Robot Kingdom has them, basically, but everyone else is still waiting. No, no, wait. I just saw that. The Voyager ship for somebody from Big Bad Toy Store the other day.
2: Yeah, which they're still up for pre-order there, which probably means they got in enough for some of the orders and still waiting for the rest. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird when that happens because they go, "Oh, is it in? Is it? No, it's not." Hmm. Well, for for sake of brevity,
0: I'm assuming there's not that much to be said about Blastoff and Vortex.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, they're uh, they're they're the same toy. They're in new colors. All right. You know, Vortex but, is very colorful for a Combaticon, but other than that. They're not like broken or anything. Like the molds still work. The <laughs> blast off turned to dust immediately. <laughs> no. Might no. might be
0: using that mold a bit much. Look forward yeah. to it being done in clear plastic for Ghost Star
2: Oh yeah, that yeah, it's just right up my alley. That one.
0: Um. Well, with Swindle, because uh, he's he's the first example of that
2: remold. Like, how does he feel compared to Rook? Uh, he still feels nice and solid. Because I really like that rook mold in the first place. Yeah. Uh, there is still part of me that feels maybe a little bit too solid for Swindle. Like, mm-hmm. there's something very out of character for him being like, looking like the muscle of the group, like being burly. He's buffer than brawl. That's there's true. There's something not right about that.
0: Well, I mean, if 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 this is going to get applied to the comics at all, Swindle went through some rough stuff during Combiner Wars. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is his reaction. It's like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to go do this DVD. I'm going to get I'm going to get swole. <laughs> and ain't nobody going to do that to me again. Swole swindle. Yeah, swindle.
2: I wasn't going to combine the names because I was.
0: Yeah, uh... I said it swoldle. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, my big question is, since you actually have one. So what's up with Brawl?
2: What's up with Brawl? Oh, my yeah. God. I don't know what happened here, because combine like Okay, Combiner Wars is getting repetitive. It's getting really repetitive. I feel like I've been playing with the same like seven seven eight toys for the last year. Yeah. Uh I don't know what I don't know, like, Brawl went completely off the rails on me. Like, okay, so waste issue. That's the that's the one thing everyone says, because apparently like, the waste feels like something that someone designed in CAD and it worked in CAD, but no one actually tested to make sure it worked in physical. So it's it's following the pattern of like the way it's presented to go together. It just doesn't lock together. Right, right, because the default transformation, the way it comes to you and the way it it looks like it's supposed to go, like, there's this weird, like, his midsection forms this weird Z with the hinges. Yeah. And it looks like it's supposed to lock in place, like there's just enough of a tab on those hinges to snap everything together and make it stay. It does not stay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, in going through the thread a couple of weeks ago, I saw, like, one of the major fan mo- modes for it. Is like folding the combiner peg down, and then I saw some people saying it looks almost like it was designed for that. I and I've never handled the toy as of right now, so
2: I'm not sure, but that's the last thing I read. I have to try that myself because I was I was goofing around with the parts just to see what could be rearranged. Does anything hold tighter? It doesn't.
0: Yeah, apparently no. if you if you fold the combiner peg down and then you use a like it has a there's a ridge. To like there's a ridge connection that happens if you do that that looks to some people like it was intentional. Uh but I I don't know myself. Cause that's crazy the way his waist turned out and the way people are reporting it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure how that got engineered. Like all the stuff that like, this toy line really didn't do anything terribly wrong until this point. I'm not sure what happened. And he and they like like he's he's designed by the same dude who
0: designed Rook. So it's buzzkill cuz Rook is like a really good Combiner Wars deluxe. And it's crazy to me that like the same school of thought would have led to what is being batted around as possibly the worst Combiner Wars deluxe. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out exactly where this connects in. I I wish I had a better description for you, but I I read that thread like a long time ago in well, the context of this podcast make a video very quickly for me. Alright. I I don't have
2: the toy, but <laughs> <laughs> I, could... I will I will figure it out later. Yeah. But yeah, the waist is a real mess. Like what got me was the arm. Like the first time I transformed this the first time I transformed this guy back from tank mode, the, the right arm just exploded on me. Crazy. Like, uh. uh the hinge okay it's a first transformation it's a double hinge and one of the hinges is pinned in the other one is just your standard like friction hinge yeah and loose as all get out like it does like there's a there's a very loose detent and if it wasn't for that the arm would not hold in any position man and yeah the first time i transformed that pop straight off because it's, it's just such a flimsy connection
0: that's a bummer like uh would you like do does he have any
2: issues outside of his robot mode uh not really like if anything a lot of the stuff in tank mode was a little too tight because there's some gaps i had trouble keeping him closed up yeah but beyond that like the tank mode forms pretty nicely he has a good transformation yeah, and and like as a limb, does do both limb modes generally work? Yeah, uh, I've only tried them as a leg so far. I need to give them a shot as an arm, but like again, like it all pegs together solidly in uh, vehicle mode, so I don't I don't see why that wouldn't work. Other than you know arm mode, I guess I have to contend with the waist. So I I guess I will have to notify you at a later date there. Yeah, because I mean,
0: brawl as a leg satisfies what a majority of the older collector folks will want out of him so it's yeah. such a weird conversation to have because it's like well the thing he needs to do for a lot of people he does and a lot of people tend to leave their combiners combined i know a lot of people don't as well but a lot of people do yeah so it's like he satisfies his function <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm just standing there as a tank yes he does um, uh, man, yeah, that's weird. I mean,
0: I th- I would call it a silver lining that for- in terms of Bruticus, in a classic configuration, there's no issue. But that so sucks that his individual robot mode is so troubled. Yeah. Especially if the design is good, like you're saying. Like, if the transformation's good, and if that bit would actually lock together, then it would be good. Like, that makes it uh, almost worse. Because it's like... It's like it's it sounds like the case of you've got this really good toy, but like this like keystone is missing. That prevents it from like coming together.
2: Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. Like I've seen some people say that they've had no problem with the waist that the parts that lock together they don't click, but there's enough friction that it's it holds and mine kinda holds, but Okay. It, I mean if it, it, it's a very loose friction, if it is. And it it's- still looks weird, because he's got this... Ang- His entire upper body is supported by, like, an angular panel. Like, if some
0: people have him locking and some don't, that is something that feasibly one could tweak by adding some, you know, coatings of your thickener of choice. Feasibly. I mean, I'll find out. Apparently, uh, those deluxes are now kicking around near me. Um... Because I'm not in a rush to get them, but if I see them, I'm gonna at least pick up brawl so I can start experimenting on whatever he is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you find a better solution, let me know.
0: I mean, I, I think I think really the you know if we're gonna have a brain trust working on him, a majority of of that's probably already happened. Like a lot of people got him off big bed. How crazy will it's it be though if mine it's are. like what if it's that case like what happened with Brainstorm? Where like the first bunch of people who got him got all the messed up ones, but then like some tweak happened that probably won't happen but how messed up would that be (laughs) um thanks for the combaticon report uh anything else on your end uh no that would be it on topic all right i got one thing it's it's an unofficial toy but it is somewhat on topic um this was like my stupid spend of dis my my now annual stupid expenditure of december i actually can't afford um this came out and my hype for this toy was big. Uh this was uh technically I mean there's one more coming but it's a heavy retool. This is the la- technically you know the last of Planet X's video game DinoBots. This is their version of Grimlock Vulcan. And I have so uh, this has always helped me kind of figure out something which is that I to this day have a soft spot for the 2012 official toys for Falls Cybertron Bruticus and Grimlock. Those toys have not aged well, and they are, you could almost say, objectively bad for the most part, um, if one were to try to use that word. But there's something about those toys I always liked, and like in the case of Grimlock, uh, it's because those toys came out when uh, the design and engineering teams suddenly had to account for much different budgets. And that Grimlock toy... Both did that while also trying to have a light-up feature and also being the biggest Voyager toy to come out in years. And, you know, the easy after-effects of all that are that in doing all that, he's also made of very thin plastic and has enormous hollow spaces wherever you're hopefully not looking at him. So uh, the full circle on that is this Planet X Vulcan, which is a, like, $125 take on video game Grimlock that doesn't have to worry about budgets at all. Um, And the end result is, to me, awesome, Uh, because what this toy does that I really like is that, and I mean, I'm going to say this with the caveat that, like, there is a part of his transformation that has given a lot of people trouble early on. For the most part, his transformation is pretty simple. It sticks to all of the major caveats of the Voyager toy. It alters how the legs and tail happen, but does so while themed by what happens in the video game. And you end up with a bigger and fuller version of this character from, uh, you know, the video game series that died the worst kind of death. Which is that the folks working on it cannot work on it anymore and its assets were given to a much less effective team who effectively wasted them. So uh, Planet X Vulcan, I think, turned out great. Uh, His tail transformation is weird. And it freaked a lot of people out because it does involve these large and very thick plastic struts Uh, that are made of a more flexible plastic because they do have to flex a bit to get around something. And no one ever really likes having plastic flex in general, but they're really thick. So, I mean, time will tell, but at a glance, I'll be surprised if these eventually break over time because they feel like they are built to do what they're doing. And the end result is like the tail fills in the backs of his legs but in dino mode, the tail also has three points of horizontal articulation for swishing. So it's really clever engineering. Um, and he just ends up like beefy and thick. He's got a really good dino mode and he's got a really good robot mode. Um, and the only major faults come from the source material, which is that fall of Cybertron dino bots generally look kind of lunky and awkward when they're just standing still um it's it's a really well done toy I I don't know if it's like the toy of the or you know unofficial toy of the year for me like I was hoping it would be but when I just let my biases take me over it makes me filled with like warm feelings like this is the the return of the ghost of hashtag space t-rex with a vengeance um and and people who have all of the planet x Dinobots are saying this is probably the best one and if it is that's great like and the best part of it is just how simple they kept it all for what it's doing. Like, it's it's not an easy transformation, but conceptually it all just makes sense and it's not trying to overreach its bounds. The T-Rex head, like, turns inside, like, the T-Rex head doesn't even transform at it all itself. It's just a block that turns into the back of the robot mode. But the forearm section, like, you know, that, that part that usually clamps around Grimlock's head, uh, mm-hmm. his robot head, that opens up and then flips around and then wraps around the T-Rex head instead to hide it as a backpack in a really simple and smooth motion. That is, is a joy. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with this figure. Um, it's, it's great. And, and it's also just great because it's like, this design is getting its due, uh, with, you know, the sobering notion that, you know, despite getting its due, the people who actually originally worked on this are not getting a single penny from this. And that's, that's the eternal sad part that will never get rectified. But if I can set that aside and treat the design as though it were its own thing, like it is it is getting its due and it, it feels good to see it get its due. So I'm, I'm going to be trying to track down uh, summonous and Queerness over the next little while to finish off the video game Dinobots. And then I'm just going to like sit down. And I'm going to turn on that that uh, piece of fire song from that one really good false Ibertron trailer. Let's get that on a loop. And then I'm going to finally read those Dinobot comics that Reed Scott wrote Uh, a couple years ago that I still haven't read and just have my hype night so uh, yeah I I dig him Um, oh the only thing that I wish is that because his T-Rex head is uninterrupted and there's a big space right up where his eyes are like you can actually see through his eyes because they're both made of translucent plastic to light pipe Mm -hmm. I really wish there was an LED unit in there like the original toy head there's an uninterrupted space up there, so I'm like, if you could get a small LED unit in there so his eyes would light up, like, then you'd that would have been the punctuation mark that would have made my pants explode. I mean, I can live with it as it is, but that's what I got this week. Um, it's weird how I to this day I still give all these weird little like leniencies to the video game designs whenever someone tries to make toys of them. It, I really like how that game did its stuff. So I'm hoping Planet X, like their next figures are going to do our paddles and Perceptor in the video game style. And it's a long run thing, but I, I would love to see them eventually hit up Bruticus, do a fully original Bruticus of the video game style. And like have the the second punch of the one-two punch of the, the revenge of the specter of high moons just happen. Get my hype up. That's my on topic what I got this week. Um I guess we can just do the off topic. That's usually what comes next. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Uh I guess it usually does. Aaron, anything off topic on your end? Um I picked up the Doctor Who Lego ideas.
1: Uh, did you should build it. Set. I uh Alfie built it. Oh, nice. With with me like she about every third step you be like, Oh, look at this. Oh, look at that! Is it is it a clever build? So, it, it, there's some stuff that's clever about it. Um there are a whole lot of details that are they're they're hidden almost to the point of like you wouldn't see them unless they were directly pointed out to you. So, uh for when you build the um the central column thing, it uses a um one of the webbed dishes that you're actually putting pieces inside of what you're going to assemble on top of that. So you see a couple of little parts of one round one by ones that are underneath it, that are like the lights that come from above, but you'd never, it's something that you'd never normally see unless you had it and you were holding it upside down and you'd be like, Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Uh, The way
0: that the, Police box gets used as well. is pretty neat. Um, I, I haven't looked up how I wanted to ask someone rather than just looking at a video because it okay. looks like there's a police box, but then it can unfold to be part of the yeah. playset. set. So you take the top of the box off
1: you. um the, the sides of the police box stuff are hinged. So the top part where it has police call box on it, you fold those up and then that gives it the hinge space in order to hinge open. And. It's it's pretty
0: neat. I, uh, I really just... like how they worked that in. Like, like seeing that in the promotional stuff, that, like, yeah. there's, like, that aspect of play. I was like, that's super cool!
1: Yeah. And then, uh, when we bought that, then, right now, Toys R Us has a deal where if you spend more than $30, you get a free Hulk uh, polybag thing. And the neatest part of that actually wasn't... It was a little a minifigure size Hulk, and it was this little... SU or uh, ATV thing that you can pull apart, but then it had this giant sticker sheet that had a bunch of Avengers and Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. stickers. Then it also had Stark Industries stickers. And uh, I put a picture out on Twitter showing my new work badge, now that Sikorsky is owned by Lockheed Martin. We got new badges with Lockheed Martin, and you see exactly where the graphic designers got the idea for the Stark Industries badge was off of the Lockheed Martin one. So then I'm trying to contemplate where I have... New Lockheed Martin logos going on things to see if I can slip a Stark Industries sticker in and see what happens. And then your your like next podcast appearance is from prison, yeah. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a a prison thing. It would just be uh, here's the door.
0: Well, it depends what you do, right? Like, I'm imagining like the top level thing, like the president himself comes to take a look at his his helicopter or whatever. I don't know. I'd I'd feel empowered by my Stark Industry stickers to just start, like, Listen, Mr. President, you need me to fight off Hydra, okay? (sighs) Let me do this. The President's like, who is this idiot? What what is he doing? (laughs) Well, that's that's cool. Yeah. I mean, what you got is cool, not what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting is treasonous and ridiculous and I'm not American, so I, I can say those horrible things. Actually, I can't. There's probably still consequences for that kind of thing, regardless of one's nationality. Probably, but I don't know what consequences are. Um, anything else in your anyone? Is there anything else about the Doctor Who set that's worth bringing up?
1: Um, not terribly. It has some of the uh, Weeping Angels. Yeah, they're not nearly as as. Uh... Bad or, or creepy as they end up, because it's just the um, slant dress piece and then wings.
0: It's got some of them Daleks too.
1: Yeah. Um, the The Daleks weren't a bad build. They're just kind of a little bit weird mm-hmm. the way that it ends up. Um, but yeah.
0: Nice. It's, right. it's fun. Well, uh, anything else on your end you want to talk about?
1: Not in the what we got, so I don't think. All right, it's fifty some odd hours of of work this week and last week. That's what you got. So it's it's been a whole lot of uh, of just like I work and then I come home and I I'm continuing to play uh, Sims Post Apocalypse.
0: Mm-hmm. You may know it as Fallout Four. So a friend of mine. Uh, is about to move so he's he's spent you know two weeks you know two weeks before his move uh, he finished at his job mm-hmm. so he had a whole lot of what you know you laymen call the spare time and it timed very well with fallout 4 he's built in he's built two-story shopping malls in fallout 4 yeah he figured out a size exploit to remove a size cap, so he could add another story.
1: Yep, you you drop an item and then you store it back into the uh, into your stuff, and then you can keep doing that, and it moves the the size back down, and so you can keep building and overbuilding. It
0: sounds like he's just playing Minecraft, but he can shoot it stuff. Of, it
1: kind of is.
0: Because Okay, so I have a question, because I, have, I haven't played okay. Fallout 4 yet. Okay. Um, it's, it's on my list probably for next year. But I had an idea, and I know that Bethesda games, you know, the worlds that you inhabit in them are glitchy and you can kind of mess around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to build a base that is basically using a bunch of structures. I want the base to be an upside-down cone so I want it to be, like, extremely thin at the bottom and then grow wider as you go up. Is There's
1: that, no concern about physics. So that, is, that would
0: be possible. I could build, yep. like, an upside-down tower.
1: Yep, because you build the first thing that kind of locks it in place, and then you start just building up. That's how... Okay, I'm excited the, now. <laughs> the settlements that I've built up, um, because I, I didn't really touch any of that for quite a bit, And then I just decided, you know, I I had settlements that were getting larger and complaining about size. I'm like, there's not a whole lot of footprint size. The only way I can do it is go up. Up. Okay. All right. And then uh, I just started building up. And then it was like, well, there's not a whole lot. I kind of got to go out up above this other stuff because I can't get rid of... Okay, I can do that too. All right. And then... (laughs) just keep doing that and then i my uh red rocket gas sta- gas station is kind of like that where there's not a whole lot of space to build an area so i just built like this house that's hovering over top of it that's only anchored from one thing behind and the rest of it just kind of floats so there are pieces that if you don't like that look where it has like long pilings or concrete to fill in underneath it
0: yeah for for appearance's sake, but... I wouldn't want... I'd, I'd want it to just be this weird, demented, like, upside-down cone. <laughs> I'd be like, this is my... Because I also heard some rumor about, like, your son is missing or something, but, uh, you know, yeah. I can't really corroborate yeah, that. Yeah, I, I keep thinking that, like, oh,
1: yeah, I need to be looking for something. What was it? My socks? No, my... My upside-down no. tower! <laughs> my... So- oh, yeah. No, your power armor. Your hall of armor. Yeah. Yeah, that I've built as well. Four stories tall, five bays wide. And it's almost entirely full.
0: Your son will be so proud when he finally sees it. Be like, no, it was okay that I lived in slavery or whatever it is that happens in Fallout 4. That's not actually what happens, right? Like, I actually have no idea. I don't want to spoil things for you. I'll be good. All right. (laughs) Well, that's great. I'm uh, looking forward to playing and breaking that game horrifically.
2: Um... Just kept reminding me of the thing I built in Minecraft, which is like an upside down black pyramid.
0: Well, now go do it in Fallout, where, you know, it's like Minecraft was the beta, Fallout is the end result. It's <laughs> the exact design process they used. Exactly. Uh, Aaron, is that is that all on your end? Yeah. And
2: uh, TJ, anything off topic you'd like to talk about this week? Uh, I can go through a few things. All right. It's, I had stuff reserved from previous weeks because I'd just gotten way too much crap coming in. Story of my life. Uh, what? Mm. What's some of the crap? Mm. Some of the crap. Yeah. Um, I got this big foam He-Man sword for starters. From where? Uh, big uh Big Bad Toy Store. Like a company called Disguise apparently is making like very in like very cheap prop stuff for like popular games and pop culture things. All right. So, like. They did, a, they did a bunch of, like, the recent Power Rangers stuff in, like, soft foam that you can bash around, you know, kids aren't going to, you know, crack each other's skulls with them or anything. They just aren't trying hard enough. aren't trying, yeah, of course not. Uh, like, they did Prime's, they did Prime's uh, sword from the last movie. Oh, really? Yeah. If, if I,
0: because I can talk myself out of foam weapons really fast, so it's no problem for me, but if I couldn't, then I probably would have one of those by now. Hmm.
2: No, but uh, the one I grabbed was like the old school He-Man power sword. The one looks like it, like literally, looks like a giant version of the accessory that comes with the original toys. Yeah, and I've wanted that for years. Like I wanted one of the that that's the like that's that's the fantasy sword I grew up with. Like I wanted something like that, and for like for whatever reason, I can get like swords of omens and all kinds of like replica. I can get any kind of like any sword from legend of zelda in umpteen different forms and colors i can't get it i could never get a he-man sword which was bizarre to me but now i have this big stupid foam one that's right arguably better
0: than any other you could have had that would have like you know some some kind of chump material that could
2: break yeah who'd want one out of metal you know, like a you know, like a real sword. Oh
0: anything. no, I scratched my metal sword. You can't scratch foam.
2: You kind of can on this because no. like the outer, <laughs> <laughs> like the the way they got the silver and the way they got it nice and smooth. There's like a skin of stuff on the outside. I have no idea what it is. Ew,
0: but it... that sounds kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> we stretched a skin over the foam so it looks a little bit more like a real sword
2: it looks like an outer layer just to get the metal coating and to get it smooth but it, it does peel in some spots yeah like it looks like it literally looks like like uh when you were sunburnt as a kid and it started peeling on your on, on your skin just like in little bubbles it starts and then just kind of gets rough around the edges and that
0: happened to me once uh when i was at a water park in grade seven mm-hmm. and i did exactly what you're not supposed to do because i am one of those people when i see a loose thing i need to pull on it and so I had bad sunburn on the back of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I almost hurt my neck trying to pull at it in the mirror. Yeah, because I was like, I can't have all this stuff scratching on the inside of my shirt because it, it was messing with. I don't know what you even called it It was giving me like like hackles up my spine. And I was like, I need it to be smooth. But luckily, because it was on my back, I couldn't actually be an idiot. And I I'd start ripping plates of skin off of my back. Fun, but I tried. <laughs> Listen, at least I didn't say degloving. That would start a whole thing. Yeah, no, don't uh, don't go. Uh, yeah, here, go here back comes back. Aaron. Aaron's like degloving. What? You're the one, right, Aaron? You have all oh, your degloving yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah, don't share them. Just leave it alone. I want. To, I didn't want to open the can of worms. I just wanted to kind of finger the lid and smell it a little bit. Ugh.
2: I don't say open and finger during this conversation. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about fingernail. No, no, uh, no. So how do we get onto this? How do we start talking about this?
2: My sword has a skin. Right. Okay. <laughs> and you just completely. Never mind. So uh, off topic, what'd you get this week? <laughs> off topic. Uh, My Darts War Greymon. Is that the reissue that I remember people getting excited about? Yeah this, yeah, this is the second one. I know because it only cost me $30.
0: Yeah. Uh, is he still, does he feel good? Like, does he not, because I, I don't think it's
2: ever happened, but he doesn't feel like this is the th- second or third run of a toy. Uh He feels good to me. Okay. Like, I know a lot of people, like, for some reason I gave this toy a review, and a lot of people in the comments said that, like, oh no, people said the to- joint tolerances on it were junk, and I'm like, mine's fine. Oh. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not coming with any, any preconceived notion, because I, I, I know nothing about the Digimon D-Arts, but, uh. Oh, that's good that he still feels good, because I mean, that's mm-hmm. I've I've rarely seen that be a problem with reissue Bandai collector stuff. But
2: yeah, for, yeah. Oh, well, I remember like how many runs of like punch hoppers and kick hoppers that they do for figure arts just back and forth. One gets released and the other one gets re-released and they all seem fine. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, like it's it's like it's a it, it's basically a figure art. They just called it a different thing for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, it's. <laughs> you know, the articulation's really good. The paint's really good. It's loaded in like Bandai gold, and it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like not a whole lot to say. Like accessory wise, he's disappointing because all he comes with is this little fireball. And if you have ever seen like the original Digimon, this character is known for throwing what looks like those giants, uh, like spirit, like season ender spirit bombs Goku would throw around. Yeah, this is the kind of thing he just summons up in one second and just hurls at people that's I, I recall
0: seeing him like holding a thing in his big like goofy looking claws yeah
2: so like the fact is like this it looks like he's throwing a sun and what you get is like this tiny little swirling fireball to stick between his claws which is kind of a letdown yeah but you'd have to include like a beach ball or a, or something to like match this actual size Someone tell Tamashi Webb.
0: Yeah. Made to order beach balls. <laughs> I only have uh as far as like monster D arts, I think I still only really have Mewtwo. Did he become rare? Um Maybe. Yeah, I never checked. I just remember because he's the only Pokemon I
2: really care about, what with him being the final one and all. Um uh, your Mewtwo did come with number 151, you realize this, right?
0: He came with an accessory,
2: is the way I like to put it. An accessory who was a Pokemon number higher than his.
0: Yeah, in some some people's canons, you know, the wrong ones. Um, but I, I, I someday I should go and take a look and see if Mewtwo ever became rare. That that was a good figure too.
2: I think, like, for some reason, non-figure art stuff that happens to still be figure arts starts going for insane prices eventually. Yeah like the the Dragon Ball Z ones are insane. I should have sat on mine longer. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it's like 55 maybe 60 bucks for sale to get it brand new and then the second it's out of print 250.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um but it's that's, that's 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 nice that the reissue came in and it's okay.
2: Mhm. Um probably among the coolest things I've gotten in the last few weeks a See a Chogokin Monster Hunter. It, I can't even remember. There's this weird, complicated name. Oh, like, I, yeah,
0: I know what you mean. I, I always forget his name. Yeah, um, but it's just the red one, right? Like the silver one's not out yet.
2: Silver one's not out yet. Yeah, but okay, just just for the sake just for the sake of visual. So it is the it is like the hunter from Monster Hunter in like the red armor that he's always shown in. Mm. You know, and it's like. It's super spiky, it's super shiny, it doesn't look like the armor in the game in that it doesn't look like it's made of animal hide at all. It looks like solid steel armor. It just happens to have a ton of spikes on it everywhere. And should you get bored of this guy, his shield and his sword, and his shield and his sword that can become a great sword, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should you get bored of that, he happens to transform into a dragon. Yeah, that toy totally was on my radar for a while just cuz it looked kooky. Oh, it kind of is. Like it's not a bad transformation. Um it's a little weird just because you've got to shift a lot of thing like it's a lot of like shift things around just for the sake of moving them out of the way and then put them back.
0: Oh, uh, okay, so lots of redundant movement.
2: Um some redundant movement kind of, yeah.
0: Um uh, no, my question about him was like I mean, aside from the obvious parts, like, you know, there's parts you pull off and put back on, but is there, is there, is the main meat of it still, like, a, a connected
2: transformation? Um, it does feel, it feels very, uh, it it does kind of feel like a transformer in that the only real thing that, you take off and is not a separate component to the transformation is the tail. Oh, cool. But yeah, that's typical Beast War stuff. So... Like it, it forms a really solid figure. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Like it's just metallic red and silver in like the most perfect shades. And it, uh, I, I, don't even want to play with it. I just want to, I just want to have it at a place where I can stare at it, and just be reminded how cool a toy can look. Well, he, that toy was kicking around for a while, and I
0: imagine that that silver one might as well. You should just get two silver ones. so You
2: have like the play one and then like the spare one. <laughs> I always did that with repaints. I had I had my one that stays on display. I don't ever want to break, and then I had my beater. Yeah, this is just meant to be rude too. Yeah, you should get you should get your rude Monster Hunter man. <laughs> just like whack him around. Maybe if HLJ puts that one on sale too, because I ain't I ain't spending like ten thousand yen on another one. Yeah. The silver one is gorgeous, but... Yeah, I'm not doing that just for one.
0: Like, depending on how it turns out, that, that's actually a thing I was thinking about with that Make Toys tailgate that just came out. I haven't handled them yet, but, like, small, well-done toys are the ones where I always get tempted to, like, just get a beater
2: mm-hmm. to, like,
0: just keep in my pocket. I still haven't done it yet, but several have gone on my radar, and that, that's the newest one on my radar.
2: Um... Yeah, so that turned out really good. Um God, I had other things off topic, but like I can't really top that. It's a transforming dragon knight thing. It,
0: well, you don't you don't have to top it. Like you can you can end on a high. And just save more for later.
2: Yeah, well. Well, with Christmas coming up, I don't know how much more I'll have to talk about next time. I guess I can hold back a few things. Yeah.
0: I was. Just, uh, I, I still have lots of things that I. I am getting. I because I stopped keeping lists a while ago, because I was, one day I was just like I don't want to categorize all my stuff for a podcast. Yeah. But now I now I I constantly forget about things whether or not I've talked about them. So I.
2: It's all fluid I, now. I still try to keep a list of things that come in and just things I've talked about just for the sake because I know I'm going to forget. Yeah. And there's things like like right now I just. I, I've I've been taking I've been like sending photos to Twitter left and right of this little biomass monster I grabbed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I I I will still be goofing with it two weeks from now. So uh, if I want to talk about it, then yeah, why not?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, off topic. Uh, the only thing coming to mind for me is I I got my fig arts uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, from the Avengers fig arts. So I got fig arts Soul, uh, or Thor. And uh, after the, the disaster of Fig Darth Vader's cape, I forgot that Fig Arts can do better than that. Uh, Thor's cape is better than that because it's made of rigid plastic, uh, not okay. just flexible plastic that flexes down just enough to prevent poses from working. It's still jank as hell because it's a Fig Arts cape. Uh, and he has this, like, layer of supposedly flexible parts on the front. Of, not, like, bendy flexible, but, like, jointed parts of his armor on the front of his chest. But they don't have enough range. And more often than not, like, the belly plate just, f- like, fires off of its C-clips like a shotgun. Um, <laughs> and then all these layered parts of, of you know, layered costume and cape around his torso mean that from the side, his torso looks like a box. And it feels like a big, thick box. Uh, so it feels like he's super heavily armored, even though he technically isn't. Uh, I, I, I kind of dig him. I like the Fig Arts Avengers. Like, they look weird, but in a way that sort of works for me. And uh, the, the Chris Hemsworth Thor, his weirder thing, he has the same weird kind of thing that Captain America had, where you can peel his head apart, and he has, like, three different sets of neck sockets with little beady eyes attached to them. <laughs> and then the other, like, one's looking forward, the other two are looking left and right. The one that's looking to the left looks really weird. Because the pupils are huge, and, like, I don't know, it's yeah. it's, it's a s- hilarious toy.
2: On some of that stuff, like, all my Mega Man have interchangeable faces, and I don't, I kind of gotten used to it, but if it actually looked like an actor, I think it'd really creep me out to do that. Oh, yeah, especially because you can just leave the eye
0: parts out, and then have, like, the eye sockets gouged out on this oh, actor's face. Oh, God. <laughs> so, they're weird toys, and it looks, I mean, it looks like they're gonna do more, but... For now, I've got you know the four. I've got Hulk, Iron Man in his newest cool armor. I got Cap, and I got Thor, and they're neat. And Thor's cape is okay. It's I mean it's a Fig Arts cape, so inherently it kind of sucks. But it does a better job than Darth Vader's cape, which was Darth Vader Fig Arts Darth Vader's fakes off goods ruined that figure. Um, and Thor only reminded me of that. So that's uh, that's my off topic. I think. Did I do off topic and then ask you guys and then say I'm gonna do off topic? I'm just realizing I might have done that. I don't think I did. You didn't tell us about Thor before. Okay, yeah. yeah. So new stuff anyway. You kept a list. I who who does that? Suckers. That's who. Uh that's a podcast. Uh thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, TJ and Aaron, for joining me. We're gonna be back with uh, some more podcasting after this, uh, with Transformers and things happening. And the holiday season coming by, and the sun setting at, like, four in the afternoon, and all those wonderful December things. So, uh, stay tuned for more of that. I can't think of any big transformer stuff that might be happening. I think we're... Aside from us all having things to talk about with, you know, with the holiday season passing, and ideally everyone getting a gift from somebody in a perfect world. Who knows if that'll actually happen. Um... We're just gonna keep cruising. News will happen. Things will come out. We can talk about them. Stay tuned for that. Until then, jingle, jingle, jingle. Stay. I can't think of a word, but I'm just jingle. What
2: yes. ah. uh, the